93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, November 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A 51-year-old man died after suffering multiple stab wounds on Philadelphia's Rittenhouse Square, and police continue to search for the suspect. Police said a 911 call came in at about 10 p.m. Thursday saying there was a person screaming. Authorities were told a group of people were fighting uh, at the entrance of the park at the corner of 18th and Walnut. Arriving officers found the male victim bleeding with several stab wounds. Police said that he was being uncooperative and appeared to be intoxicated. They said the victim initially refused to even go to the hospital, uh, actually physically fighting some of the first responders. But eventually they convinced him and he was taken to Jefferson University Hospital. The man had been stabbed multiple times in his neck, shoulder, chest and back, police said. And then he was pronounced dead at the hospital a short time before midnight Friday. Right. Terrible. Might have been able to save him. Right. Right. They were talking to people in the area like uh, what? Yeah. Here. Philadelphia Chief Inspector Scott Small said police stopped someone fitting the description. Uh, however, the victim of the stabbing refused to identify him, so they had to let him go. The victim had a West Philadelphia address, but police said that he is known to hang out at the entrance of Rittenhouse Park. Police are working to locate surveillance video that could help them with their investigation. The suspect who opened fire on an officer in Tuckerton, New Jersey on Thursday has been taken into custody. According to the Ocean County Prosecutor's Office, at about 10 a.m., a Tuckerton Borough police officer exchanged gunfire with 29-year-old Miguel and Hell Villegas of New Haven, Connecticut after a traffic stop near the intersection of Route 9 and North Green Street. The officer was not injured, fortunately. After the shooting, police say Villegas fled the area on a tricycle, which was later recovered about a half a mile from the shooting scene. I'm not sure which a kind tricycle. of tricycle. Yeah, I don't it was know. tricycle. Okay. I'm not sure. Uh, it was probably a big wheel if you're talking about a, uh, a pursuit. And fled the area. Yeah, yeah. You're fleeing too yeah, much just, on a tricycle. I just shot a cop. Let me get on something inconspicuous That's and uh, like a tricycle out of here. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, So he was taken into custody shortly after 8 o'clock at Penn Station in New York City. Villegas has been charged with attempted murder, kidnapping, unlawful possession of a weapon, and possession of a handgun for an unlawful purpose. Prosecutors said that he's also wanted in Connecticut. A 29-year-old man is facing hundreds of charges after police said he was spying on and recording female students around the Rowan University campus. Police said that Mitchell Murkowski, a Rowan student, recorded the girls sometime while they were undressing in their dorms and apartments. On November 6th, students spotted Murkowski on the fourth floor of a parking garage on Rowan Boulevard looking into the apartments across the street. Arriving officers said they found him with a pair of binoculars. Investigators say he confessed to watching four girls across the street. I'm trying to figure out the perversion here because there's just so much available online if you're into this sort of stuff. Is it the equivalent of making your own chocolate chip cookies because they taste better? I don't or? know. And you know what, Steve? They said that the video that he was getting, yeah. was you couldn't um, identify any of the women on the video. So it wasn't like it was HD I or just close. I just don't anything. get it, right? Yeah. With all the, with all, if, if you're, if whatever you're into, clearly. Just go online again. Go, go on the deep web for crying out loud. Whatever you want. Police said he was initially charged with invasion of privacy, but after detectives confiscated his cell phone, laptop, and flash drive, he now faces upwards of 250 <laughs> additional charges. A Rowan spokesperson said that none of the females recorded could be identified on the videos. The university held a meeting Thursday night to explain to the students what had happened and offered counseling should anyone need it. Murkowski is being held without bail at the Salem County Jail. That'd be incredibly freaky. In yeah. sports this morning. <laughs>
The Flyers rebounded from an early 2-0 deficit with four points from Claude Giroux and the second career goal for Morgan Frost on their way to a 5-3 win over the Hurricanes. Carolina led by two less than five minutes into the game, but Giroux scored on Ivan Provorov, tied it up on the power play with 6.46 left. In the opening period, Frost's goal was shorthanded and was the only scoring of the second. After the Hurricanes retied it early in the third, Frost had a nice setup on Giroux's second goal of the night. Brian Elliott stopped 33 shots, including all 19 he faced in the second period, to earn the win. The Flyers are back home tomorrow afternoon with a game against the Calgary Flames. The puck drops at 1 o'clock. The Sixers are at home tonight with a game against the San Antonio Spurs. The Sixers have won two games in a row and are in fifth place in the Eastern Conference while the Spurs are struggling so far this season with a record of 5 and 10 tip off for the nationally televised game is set for 8 o'clock and in Thursday night football the Houston Texans had big nights from Deshaun Watson and Andre Hopkins and beat the Indianapolis Colts to move into first place in the AFC South Watson threw two touchdown passes to Hopkins and finished with 298 yards to lead the Texans to a 2017 win and that's what I have for you this morning thank you very much Kathy welcome ladies and gentlemen to a Friday oh yeah morning Oh, my God. Rebecca Black. Yeah, it's out of the... Legend. And you knew who it was. Viral blue. I might sing that at least to myself every single Friday. That's pretty uh, right. Yeah. My wife and I, like, even because I give her a kiss every morning. Yeah. Uh, some I wish time, you were Rebecca Black. I wish you were. <laughs> no. Um, sometimes, even in her, like, you know, like, yeah. uh, half-sleepiness, will sing that to me. Oh, uh, that's adorable. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. sweet? Friday right. is my favorite day of the week. It is a Friday. Hey, I have an off-the-wall request. Huh. Uh, would you guys mind if I did part of the show without my pants on? Yeah, okay. go ahead. Yeah. No, why? I, would, I would mind. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I wear my underwear. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me tell you why. Because I have, it's driving me crazy. What's wrong? I have a mystery itch on oh. my thigh. Oh, okay? Like yeah. And what it feels like is one of those little plastic tags I know it, yes, on I the know inside of my pants. It's not there. I've been wearing the same pair of pants. These are jeans for a week. No. And it's not my underwear. My underwear is higher than this, and yeah. it's driving me crazy. I've had that with shirts. Where where you where where is it? Uh, so I, if you don't mind, no, no, I already said I do mind. I, listen, you're on that side of the board for just for a few minutes. Let me. Right. Why okay. ask then? Let me take my pants off because I want to see if it still itches when I'm not wearing <laughs> pants. Do it. You have to. I'll just pull them down a little. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. Pull your underwear. Yeah. Pull your underwear. No. Yeah. Pull your wanger off. I don't want to see your penis. You're not. You're not going to see my penis. Oh my god, Kathy, it's pretty oh god, awesome. I've seen looking. it. It's underwear. Now, I'm just wondering if there's anybody else out there who is working with somebody who's not wearing pants. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, especially in the porn industry. Like Casey, yeah. it's like right in here. I, dude, I know, I have that. What's I, happening? I feel like it's there. probably not an ingrown hair, but there's just yeah. It's no, not, no, it's, it's not. not in you. It's in the pants. I, I, I well, we're gonna. Find I've out. had that. I've had that. I pulled my pants down there at my ankles. Do you right want now. a blankie? See, you can't even see. Do you yeah, want a blankie? Even, even Marissa can't see from where she is. A blankie. Oh, yeah. She's more annoyed than Kathy. Me, give him the blankie and let him drape it over his nuts. Ew. Do you happen to have a Harry's razor on you? Because you could like shave oh. that area. I think it's a hair thing. No, I'm not gonna shave here in front of you guys. No, that would no, be we're, not oh, yeah. we're not asking you to shave your balls, just your thigh. I do know you mean though like you've had an item that you've worn before you know there's no tag on it and it's like a, a mysterious itch and it's in the exact same spot and it won't go away it, it's it's been bothering me since i got up or uh. on the drive in this morning and it won't stop so thank you i'm gonna 
I'm going to see if it if it if, if it does it, it without with, with, right. without the clothing touching my skin. So I, otherwise, it's going to distract me. Are you feeling it? Can't do a, a good radio show, but it's not all the time. So all right. it'll yeah. it'll like you you know uh, scratch whatever, and then it stops, and then like five minutes later, there it is again. So right. I'm, right, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit here. I'll maybe get through entertainment news on. without my pants on. Do you want me to rub some lotion on it by any chance? No, I don't want okay. you rubbing lotion on. It's okay. Right. I just, do all do I want, I want to gently be... kiss your buttocks? Okay. <laughs> Put my head in your lap for a little while? <laughs> Kathy, you haven't offered any. Kathy, would Everybody you mind just I'm not coming you. Over blowing you gently <laughs> on his testicles? Do you want Kathy to call HR? Marissa's yeah. raising her hand. Maybe she wants to help out. I'm just going to have a camera fixed on you because yeah. I can't wait for the moment you have to pee and you get up and you forget your pants are down. That's not going to happen. All right, so just know that my pants are around my ankles as we are doing this radio okay. show. Uh, so we have a lot going on today, and one of the things I want to do, you mentioned the Flyers one, that's wonderful. I want to go ahead and give away a pair of tickets to Preston and Steve Knight in the suite at uh, the Flyers. We have a suite on Monday night. So exciting. They're playing Vancouver, and I will take caller 18. That's that simple, and give you a pair of tickets to 215-263-WMMR. Hopefully you've never been in a suite before. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and don't forget that it is Hockey Fights Cancer Night. All fans get a Hockey Fights Cancer Rally towel. And canned goods are welcome. The Flyers are collecting for the Camp Out for Hunger on your way into the game. You can get your tickets now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. So call them. You call number 18. We are going to uh, we're going to give you tickets uh, to that. So 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we have a lot going on on today's program. Giving away our Word of the Week prize. Tool tickets for the show tonight in Atlantic City. So don't miss that, that at the end of the show. Guest-wise, Marlon Wayans is going to be stopping in. Yeah. He comes by every time he's in town. He was just here recently for Six Tuplets. He is going to be playing at uh, Punchline tonight and Saturday night. And, and also Sunday there's a show. And we will have another comedian, Jim Norton, stopping in today. Norton's great. Yep, and uh, he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club, and that's uh, tonight and Saturday and a show on Sunday as well. So we will uh, have visits from uh, two great comedians this morning. Also, God Shawls is stopping in. Turkey Bacon, we got that to give away. And lots and lots and lots of prizes that we need to unload at uh, various points throughout the program. Yeah, so good. You want to make sure you hang with us. We have a chance for it. I'll give away more of those Flyers tickets this morning, so listen up for your opportunity to grab them. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll do the stupid question, the entertainment report. It's all right around the corner on this Friday morning. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, so stupid question this morning. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Patrick Warburton, who's going to be performing Friday, January 10th at Punchline Philly. Question I have for you this morning. We were talking about uh, that big baby Jesus statue yesterday. Yeah, it looked like Phil Collins. It's 22 feet tall. It's huge. Well, the largest Jesus is in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, but what I'd like to know is not about that. I would like to know what does the city's name, Rio de Janeiro, mean in English? There you go. 215-263-WMMR. 
I don't know if I've asked this question before. I don't think you have. I'm asking it now. What does the city's name, Rio de Janeiro, mean in English? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. Friday, November 22nd. Birthdays that I'm going to mention to you include Scarlett Johansson. Yep. She is, what is this? This is her singing in that movie, Sing. Oh, this that's right. I forgot she was one of the voices. Oh. She was the porcupine. Not bad. She is celebrating her 35th birthday today. While she was in Sing, you probably know her better from the uh, Marvel movies. Oh. Black Widow. Uh, and she's been in actually loads of stuff throughout the years. Uh, Lost in Translation, obviously, Ghost World. Uh, really good stuff. And Crazy Eight. Eight. Legged Freaks, uh, also oh, yeah. a movie called Lucy. Lucy, yep. Uh, if you guys get a chance over the holidays or whenever, uh, go see Jojo Rabbit. She, she plays the mom. She's phenomenal. It's a great movie. It's uh, Michael Giacchino does the music. Taiki Watiti wrote it and directed it. It's awesome. And if you ever want to see her really vamped up and sexified in uh, He's oh. Just Not That Into You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays the mistress in that. Right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and that's Bradley Cooper, who is messing around with Scarlett Johansson on his wife, who is, um, oh my God, uh, another stunner. Well, she's, uh, you know, from a beautiful mind, and uh, the, you know, Jennifer Connelly, the, possibly the most gorgeous right. woman in the world. Right, you love her. I do. And, so do I. And he's messing around on her. Yeah, it's a science fiction. Just must suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be Bradley Cooper. Uh, so Scarlett Johansson is thirty-five today. Little Steven Van Zant. Bruce Springsteen in the E Street Band. Also, the actor from uh, Sopranos as well. I bet you a ton of people are not that familiar with his musical work and just know him as the actor. Silvio Dante is yeah, who he played. Yeah, he's great. And, and a great personality, too. He's he's a lot of fun. Wasn't he originally Miami Van Zandt? Miami, Miami Steve Van Zandt. Yeah, That's yeah. how Bruce used to refer to him. And then it just switched at some point? I guess so. Huh. Yeah, I so. guess he moved. He's a, yeah, yeah, right. he moved a little. Makes yeah. sense. He's 69 today. He's from Little Rock. He lives yeah. in Little Rock. <laughs> little yeah. Rock, Steve and Sam. Uh-huh. Mark Ruffalo, speaking of the Avengers, I didn't know that he and Scarlett Johansson shared a birthday today. They were lovers in one of those movies. Uh, one they or two. were, yeah. They, they never were. fully got to the loving part, though, right? No, nah, they were They were kind of lovers from afar. So right. if you were Scarlett Johansson, would you wait until he hulked out? For the sex, it might kill you. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but she is pretty tough, man. She's a she's a uh, badass spy. So who knows? Mark Ruffalo is in a. I was watching that movie, uh, Studio Fifty Four. Preston, he's in that. He's in that. That's so a terrible movie. It's a terrible movie that I love. It's horrible. Wow. Uh, but he is got to be. I don't know. Nineteen in the movie. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, celebrating his fifty second birthday today. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has her birthday as well. She's currently in Knives Out. Knives Out, yeah, yep. part of that ensemble. And uh, they reboot the reboot of the Halloween uh, movies uh, did really well, so they're probably doing more of those. Yep, she's uh, 61 today. Terry Gilliam, part of the Monty Python Flying Circus. He's, I think he's the only American in the group, he is, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's did all the animations and then directed uh, all the films. And uh, I love a lot of his stuff. Brazil and uh, 12 Monkeys. And he's, Time Bandits. Time Bandits. One he's a visionary. So he's, yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's 79 today. Uh, Marielle Hemingway, uh, who is an actress. She was in uh, a few movies, Star 80, Deconstructing Harry. She was on Roseanne as well, I guess, for a little bit. Star 80 is a really disturbing film. Super well done. Eric Roberts. It's a story of Dorothy Stratton. If you've never seen it, it's really, really well done. And granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's uh, 58 today. Her her sister is Margot Hemingway, who was a model. Let's talk about that. 
Does she talk like yeah. that? Yeah, okay. Kind of uh, all right, now I'm assuming that her name is Hawaiian, so I'll do my best to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Auli'i Cravalho, uh, who is, she played Moana, oh. and she was going to be the next Ariel. In, um, she was. Or she was Ariel, that I'm happened. sorry. That live action. Yeah. Oh, the live action. Yeah, was yeah. They, they combined them both uh, yeah. with the animated movie. It was, it was sort of jarring. It I was a little weird, yeah. but she did a good job. She has a great voice. Great voice. Uh, she is 19 years old today. Uh, Billie Jean King. Oh! Love her. A friend of the show. Yeah. She loves coming by here. Yeah. And a true superstar, man. I'm, I'm so thrilled she credited all her Wimbledon wins to us. I <laughs> thought that was a very <laughs> generous thing. Very after the fact. Yeah, very after the fact. Yeah. That she, I think in anticipation <laughs> right. of one day meeting us. Yep. Even <laughs> though uh, on. some of us were children and others weren't even born. Absolutely. Time, still, It right. takes a lot to admit that. Yeah, something so obviously absurd. Uh, but listen, every time we've had her by here, she's a lot of fun. She's great. Loves coming by here. Actually requests to come by here to come and see us. So uh, a very happy birthday to the one and only Billie Jean King, 76 years old today. And then the last birthday, a guy that we kind of buddied up to and hopefully have struck up a friendship with is Mads Mickelson. Yes. Uh, and he is 54 years old today. He's, we need to be buddies with him. He's such a great character, man. He's And, and we, in chatting with him last, we're like, he has solidified himself in every important genre available. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bond, Marvel. What else? There's something Star Wars. Else. Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. All he's got to do is... best friends. <laughs> yep. Uh, all he's got to do is... Uh, what's the one that I was thinking of that he's kind of missing out on? But Harry Potter. Maybe Harry Potter, <laughs> which he'd be perfect for. Yeah. He could be a villain in Harry Potter, no problem. John, John Stamos. Stamos. And John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, maybe maybe an Adam McKay movie. Yeah, maybe that would I'd be... love to see him do a straight-up comedy. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. yeah, so he's 54 years old. What was the name of the movie? Uh, it's great. Arctic. Yeah, so good. Yeah. It's, it's just him and another person, and he, it's virtually without dialogue, but it's a great movie. So he celebrates his birthday today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, what does the city's name, Rio de Janeiro, mean in English? 215263 WMMR is the uh, number, and I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy? I'm oh, doing great. How about yourselves? Wonderful. So what does uh, what does the uh, Rio de Janeiro mean in English? I nailed this one. It's Portuguese for Pete Rose. Yeah! Oh, my God. Yeah! No. No, no, no. Sorry. No. You got me excited. Damn, Damn it. it. It's really close, Mike. <laughs> oh, man. So, but thanks that- anyway. It's that of word. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. I tell you what. Give him something. Close enough, we'll give you a case of Yards Brawler, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo. All right. Very good. Yeah, man. Yards Brawler. You can find anywhere fine beers are sold, including the Philadelphia Beer Company. All right. Let me try somebody else. I'll go to Alan. Alan. Hey, Alan. Alan. Good morning. Morning. All right, Alan. What does the... Alan. Alan! <laughs> You're gonna have to hold on. Uh, what What does the city's name Rio de Janeiro mean in English? River of January. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> All right, Alan, hang on the line. Alan, Alan, we're, we're gonna, Alan, we're gonna get, Alan, Alan, we'll get your information. Alan, hang, Alan, hang on, Alan, <laughs> Alan, Alan, we're gonna, Alan. No, oh, that's not Alan. <laughs> Steve, not Steve. <laughs> Steve, 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 Steve. Right. Steve. Okay. Uh, Alan is going to get a pair of tickets. <laughs> That's a meerkat talking about I her. love that bit. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Patrick Warburton on Friday, January 10th, 945 Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for Patrick's January 10th and 11th shows 
at Ticketmaster.com. The shows are 21 and over. Uh, let's start with Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is posing as a Ken Barbie doll. Uh, he transformed into a nude Ken for Paper Magazine's uh, break the internet issue. It, it looks pretty good. Is this I haven't the, seen it. Uh, so they have him uh, obviously uh, without genitals, and he has hinges on his body, and they've <laughs> they've sort of uh, you know obviously they photoshopped it up. My question is, he's shown with a torso that's incredibly tatted up. Is that indicative of what he really has? Probably. Uh, because it's 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 a sort of a fake, you know. It's it's obviously everything's sort of waxy looking, and he's got the hinges on his. Those pelvis. are crappy tattoos. If that is indeed real, yeah, uh, it's Mars attacks jaws. Yeah, those and and they're they they look messy. They don't, yeah, they don't look clean and and uh, with with a whole lot of thought behind them. Okay, interesting. I'm not really sure, Steve, uh, but Davidson good, uh, Davidson's good friend and 13 Reasons Why star Tommy Dorfman. Helped conceptualize, conceptualize the project, uh, which is a play on artist Lisa Frank's iconic shot and a reference to Davidson's mental health struggles and colorful love life. I, I picked up on all that. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Of the project, Dorfman recalled saying in a car, on our way to set for Pete's new movie with Judd Apatow, we brainstormed ideas uh, for coming <laughs> for the upcoming shoot together. Hold it one second, Preston. We have confirmation those are in fact his tattoos. Oh yeah, that's not that is a uh, yeah. that is not a good. <laughs> no, it looks is... like a sketchbook. Or it something. really looks like you gave a child a pen and a pad. Yeah, and and they wrote on their notebook like he used yeah, to back, yeah. way back in the day. All right, so anyhow, he said we were on the way uh, for the upcoming shoot. I threw out a Ken doll concept. It seemed right since tabloids manipulate people that way. Him especially. Uh, he was uh, down with the idea, but challenged me to go darker, something that leaned into his struggle with depression, which he has been admirably public about. He told me that he'd slept in a car, as a, uh, car bed as a kid, and I saw it immediately. The Staten Island Ken doll version of Pete stuck in a Barbie nightmare, pills everywhere. You'd be like depressed Ken, I said. And he goes, yeah, a D-less Ken, like Ken, uh, Ken D, with a Ken D. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, Ken D. <laughs> and the whole car exploded with laughter. Oh, my God. How could it not? It's so funny. <laughs> so that's what that whole thing is about. <laughs> In case you were not aware. It is weird when they take that, um, when they take human you know, bodies and they've, they've done it. They did it with the movie with the, uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, Marwin. Yeah. You know, it, it's like. It's a little jarring. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Uh, yeah, I I, um, I need to go back and watch it. I yeah. think you and I were watching it at the same time, and I was like, oh, this isn't as bad as... Um, it's the yeah. story of Marwin Perkins, right? From <laughs> right, well, right. Who will be on the show later this morning, <laughs> according to Pierre. No, I wanted to say that um, I like Pete Davidson. Uh, yeah. There, there's so much about him that's, like, probably not likable, like all the PDA and, you know, jealous of all the... Hot women that he's been with. The and whole stuff Vinnie like Brand that. thing was kind of um, uh, a dick move, but yeah. I, in general, I do like him. I agree. Yeah, he's a young feller. <laughs> I think he's got a punchable face. To use your oh. comment the other day. Uh, yeah, he's got, he's got those like sunken weird eyes and the giant lips. Well, he's getting the women though, isn't he? Oh yes, he is. Yeah. And in fact, he gave insight into his success with women. He says, "My love language when I'm in a relationship is I treat that person I'm with like a princess. I love you. I try to go as above and beyond as possible because that's what you're supposed to do if you're in a relationship with someone. You're uh, just supposed to make that person feel as special as possible." Uh, but sometimes above and beyond is too much, he noted. But sometimes when you put so much on someone, it overwhelms them, and then they don't know if they could come close to that. 
uh, or if they keep or if they can keep up with it. He said. So it's very off-putting to some. I can I can see that. That's probably what happened with Ariana Grande. It's something I had to learn in a past relationship, which sucked to learn the through that person. But it makes you better. That's probably who he's talking about. Yep. So he gets a little too clingy, maybe or something. I think so. I think he throws his all into it, and it's off-putting to some women. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Kim Kardashian wants her Skims solution wear line to be fully inclusive. Oh, of course. Uh, the 39-year-old mom <laughs> of, of four tells E, I have been asked a lot about the men's question, and I would love to do that, and I hope that we're working on that soon. There's some fun stuff in the work, she says. Oh, I'm so excited. What is her Skims solution wear? Is it uh, the... It used to be Kimoji uh, wear. Oh, or... that's the, like the... Kim, Kim, yeah, I know, but what, does it, it's what does it do spanks, for you? Right? I, yeah, I, I didn't want to use the word spanks because that's you know a different brand, but that's what it is. It'll like suck you in, and okay. then you can put a dress or you know whatever over it's it. It's a girdle, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a modern girdle. Yeah. Uh, so her current line of skims for women is inclusive for women of all sizes and skin tones. It, she said it was really important for me because I'm not even that dark, but if I was tan, I could never find a color in my shade. So you can also wear, like, if you had, say, like, a white dress or white pants on, you know, you, you get the color of your skin. You get, like, a nude color, and then you could wear it. She says, and so I would always find myself dyeing my shapewear in tea bags and coffee bags. Oh, come on. No, she wasn't. To get a darker skin tone that would blend in more with my skin. So I can only imagine what an issue other people would have not find, finding those colors if I couldn't find mine. So I really wanted to come up with a solution for that, she said. Preach, girl. Right. Uh-huh. right. Do they have them for women with 18-inch calves? No, I don't <laughs> well, know. so it's funny you should say that, uh, Caitlin. They make man spanks. Did you really? guys know that? Yeah. Oh. I found this out yesterday. Uh, Praise the Lord. Yeah. Is it Spanx? Like, the, that's the company? I don't know. If, you know, I don't know if it's the brand or not, but they they do make, you know. So what's the per- Does it corral your junk well, in? That's, or what she's con- not, that's what she's considering in this. She said she wants to, yeah. to do the men. Uh, uh, they already make version. it. They already make it, men. Okay, but she wants to do her, her line version. Uh, for men. I, I'm just pleading to the Philadelphia and surrounding areas to not purchase <laughs> anything that, that belongs to a Kardashian family. Oh, I, hey, I'm uh, I'm on board with you. Okay, absolutely. wait. So here's the here's the word I was looking for. Shapewear is what it is. Shapewear. Uh, shapewear yeah. Okay, so yeah, you can pretend like you have a better body than you actually do. If you had shapewear on, your jeans wouldn't be itching your leg. Yeah, because okay. it'd be a layer between your jeans and your skin. <laughs> so it's almost like, I mean, like. Underwear. Thermal underwear. Yeah, yeah or something like that. Yeah. But it's to help. Compression. It's, do you remember? Yeah, compression do you remember is to help uh, shape your body. Years right. ago, Preston, they used to sell them. It was one of the first times I ever saw it was a T-shirt that had like a triangle over the your abdominal muscles, and it was supposed to, they used to sell it on TV all the yeah. time. It was basically a man girdle. <laughs> yeah, That's sure. what it was. Yep. I do have these, like these shapewear, and I like them, but if you wear them out for a night, like by the end of the night, I'm like, I can't breathe anymore. Like, I don't know if there's circulation in my legs. Yeah. I could maybe do that if I was like going to something for like three hours max, you know? Yeah, let me, let me throw this like on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> at least not let, for me. Like a, a party at Kendall's house. <laughs> yes. Let, yeah. let me rip this off in the parking lot as I'm leaving. But we, uh, they brought pictures up in the studio. And what I didn't like about the pictures that they were showing was that. The guys in the picture were all, all in shape. Yeah. yeah. All in extraordinary it's, shape. It's, they don't it's need the dumbest thing. You <laughs> need Louis Anderson with a pair of Or just puffy people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Case, but that's yeah. that's the trick they play. Yeah. Because to somebody, to some people, not everybody, some people will see that and in a slight way feel that they might 
get that look. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. There's I don't know what which shapewear company it is. It's not Spanx, but um, there's an ad for it, and you see the woman, and she is overweight. She's got you know the extra you know around her belly, yeah, and she pulls the shapewear up over it, and it not completely flattens her out, but there's a significant difference. And she sure. puts her clothes on, and you can see it. You're like, wow. Oh, I've never well, but that's what Steve. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm ready to go out for a night on the down. If I had something that tight, I wouldn't be able to move. Are Spanx expensive, by the way? You know what? They're less expensive than they used to be when they first came out. But, I mean, yeah, they're a decent chunk. Well, the fabrics that they have, too, the things they're... And they're, then they're also just regular... The whole concept of compression clothing and compression socks yeah. and all that stuff for circulation, it's it's a whole industry. The so. girl, the, All the girls go out for night. There's the one girl wearing the... Woo! Stephanie, how you doing over there? I'm doing great! <laughs> you having fun, girl? I'm having a great time! <laughs> That's me. I'm the one in the Do you need help going to the bathroom? No, no, I'm good. (laughs) The best part of these is that you don't have to pull them down to go to the bathroom. What? You don't pull them down to go to the bathroom. You just just pee in them? No, there's a hole and you just open it. Like this. <laughs> Holy hell! <laughs> All right, let's put it back on now. All right, let's go, girls. <laughs> you get like a minute of relief in the bathroom. <laughs> no, but you don't have to pull them down because once you get them, what are you crapping them? You just no, peeing them and it just holds it there. No, I just said there's a hole. In I know, there. I know. What yeah. you do is you crap at them and then you push the crap around to your chest area <laughs> yeah. and it fills up your bra. And your boobs are huge. I know. I took a huge top. Wow. Uh, okay. that, listen, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if you are incredibly gassy with those things on? <laughs> You're in trouble. At the end of the night when it's you take them off, it it's just right. a huge fart comes out at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, Kim is looking to make those for men, so we'll see if that ends up happening. Uh, the producers of the show Survivor are taking Kelly Kim's recent allegations over fellow contestant Dan Spillo's unwanted touching, or it might be Spilo. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Char- uh, changes, I'm sorry, will be made in future seasons, host uh, Jeff Probst told uh, EW. He said it's an unprecedented and unfortunate situation that was still very raw for a lot of the players and fans. We are trying to learn from it. I saw just a, a blurb about this. I really don't know a whole well, hell of a lot about it. Well, here's what I originally saw the allegation or accusation, and then I saw the women retract what they said. So here, yeah, complicating the matters. You right. have Missy Bird and Elizabeth Bazell. These are contestants. They made up allegations against him in a bid to get Janet Carbon to vote him off. They have apologized. Uh, now, the the woman, Kaylee Kim, who, who had these allegations, told uh, Entertainment Weekly that um, she didn't know that Spilo had been chastised and called Survivor out for its lack of transparency. She said, one of the things that truly makes Survivor special is that the production lets the players play. We say what we want to say, and we are left as much as possible to our own devices. This uh-huh. is what has kept the integrity of the game. However, on the flip side, it has created a relationship where players can't ask for help and producers can't step in. I did not know about Dan getting a personal warning until I watched the episode. If the production was going to give Dan an official warning, 
They should have just pulled him from the game or at least informed me so that I was aware of how it might impact the game. After the November 13th episode aired, CBS and MGM released a statement saying the episode broadcast last night, several female castaways discussed the behavior of a male castaway that made them uncomfortable. During the filming of the episode, producers spoke off camera to all the contestants still in the game, both as a group and individually, to hear any concerns and advice about appropriate boundaries. A formal warning was also given to the male castaway in question. I'm lost. On Survivor, producers provide the castaways with a wide berth to play the game. At the same time, all castaways are monitored and supervised at all times. They have full access to producers and doctors, and the production will intervene in situations when or where warranted. So what happened? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the the inappropriate behavior supposedly was. I don't. That's the one thing I'm not clear on. Yeah, I'm really lost in the story because I thought you were saying in the beginning that they – made up the fact that he had inappropriate behavior to get him voted off. I, think, like, yeah, I think they added to that. Okay. So, I, but you know what? I'm not really sure. So the, the point is they do yeah. let them go. They, 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 they monitor them. Obviously, they have cameras around, right. but they let them do the game. That's what she was saying. Yeah. Well, However, almost every episode, uh, he apparently has been seen touching some of the female contestants in a way that uh, one would assume they would uh, be okay with it. Much more familiarity. I'm reading this than All they right. were than they were comfortable with. So he was doing this episode after episode, and it looked like uh, they were more and more uncomfortable with the way that he was touching them. All right, all right, huh? Anyway, it's just shocking. Survivor is still on television. Yeah, thirty nine seasons. Thirty nine seasons. Eight yeah. p.m. on CBS on Wednesdays. By the at way. a certain point, you're going to run out of places to go to, and they'll be in they'll be in Wilmington. Uh, Steve, I'm interested to see what you think about this. Mickey Rourke, 67 years old, was spotted at Cipriani downtown this week, dressed like a, quote, futuristic cowboy, (laughs) and snuggling up to a Russian woman who goes by the name of Olga, who appears to be around 23 years old, according to Page 6. God. I know. First off, Mickey Rourke these days is just a bizarre... A wreck. He, I, you know, Death Row Marv, the character he played in Sin City, looks better than Mickey Rourke currently looks. He is he is oh tinkered with so much plastic surgery. It he looks, he looks like a he looks like a, a beefy Waylon Flowers and and a strange doll of some type yeah. in oh, the face. exactly. You know, like he's made of plastic. It's really weird. Like a Dick Tracy villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. It's just, it. he does not resemble himself. Okay. And I'm not even talking about like a, you know, when he was really young and yeah. looked, looked super duper, you know, good looking like he was. He just doesn't even, there's no leftover of who he was <laughs> we're looking at in a real picture. life mm-hmm. it's like it's like uh, i want to ask you about that new ranch hand you hired yeah <laughs> what's up with that guy i feel like he kind of looks like and i need to see a side by side but he looks like uh, michelle tanner from full house <laughs> when she was like two years old <laughs> when she was two yeah, yeah. you might yeah. be right Casey, he's almost a weird yeah. baby-like quality to his face it's really strange uh, but apparently he My was. Her name is Michelle Taylor. Uh, they reported that he was gently caressing her face and neck. Oh boy, uh, Rourke was. Yeah, I, face. <laughs> I, I just default to his character in Iron Man too. Uh, Where is my bird? <laughs> <laughs> I want my bird. My bird. You want a bird? I want my bird. You want Milton Burl? No, no, bird. I want my bird. Not my bird. I want my bird. I don't even know if that was a proper Russian accent Dude, or not. Dude, there's, there's, there's a scene because he's supposedly a, a computer genius in that 
where he jumps on this uh, uh, on a, on a keyboard and he's typing, and he is when when somebody's fingernails <laughs> what you're talking about. look really messed up. That's usually a sign of poor health. Yeah, like they look bluish and large. They look like hooves. What? I mean, they were like it's... Clunk, clunk, clunk. it was almost like you had a Clydesdale typing. Yeah, there's a, a lot of times doctors will look at your nails because yeah. that, that tells some important things about, about your health. About yeah. your health. No. And I, I, it looks messed up, man. So where is my bird? Did you say bird? <laughs> Look up in the sky. It's... <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Look at the little... <laughs> uh, <laughs> who's your favorite basketball player? Larry. <laughs> You have a favorite first lady? Yes, Lady Johnson. <laughs> what about a jazz trumpeter from the <laughs> Charlie Bird? <laughs> what about that contest we did on the radio? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Bird is the word. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Rourke was most recently linked to 33-year-old Anastasia uh, Makarenko. Tiny Ho. Tiny Ho. I don't know. Even in Iron Man 2, he looked good. I mean, he looked yeah. weird, but he didn't. I mean, he was cut yeah. up. He was in good shape. He it's, was perfect. He was perfect for the wrestler. He I mean, was sensational. Just like it had been beaten regularly. And honestly, he was so good. Oh, my and, God. And, and heart-wrenching. Phenomenal movie. And, and just, um, yeah. and those moments were so good. And, and. and you know he went through a lot, and he he loves those dogs, and that's great. But s- stop it already! Uh, yeah. Too late, really. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Just a couple more quick things. Uh, Gigi Hadid and Zion Malik yes. are, are reportedly in touch following Hadid's split. <laughs> From the Bachelorette alum Tyler Cameron. Well, you know they used to be an item, Preston. Yeah, so they're they're rekindling. Uh, reports uh, are they canoodling? Uh, he reports it's not official. Fingering, but, but they're in communication. Okay, uh, they dated from 2015 2018 uh, with a few uh, issues in between, but apparently they are uh, trying to hook back up again. Right, what is what's he from? One he's, Direction. He's the One with Direction. Harry Styles okay. and Harry Styles too. So a little bit of shaded him during SNL. Oh, it all comes together. Oh. I have. Oh, I have stories. But she was <laughs> dating the dude from The Bachelorette, <laughs> right? Uh, Tyler. So, but that's uh, over. Uh, oh yeah, I got to mention this. Um, Tony nominee uh, Ephraim Sykes is set to star as Michael Jackson in MJ the Musical, which debuts this summer. Uh, producer Leah Bullock and the Michael Jackson estate announced Sykes's starring role on Thursday. Christopher Wilson is directing the show, which will cover Jackson's career milestones featuring Jackson's catalog of hits and a book by two-time Pulitzer Prize winner Lynn Nottage. Despite the scrutiny and accusations the late pop star's personal life have seen recently, uh, Sykes has said he looks forward to showing Jackson's, quote, human side. Of course. Uh, I do have one, you know. Really? Absolutely. Uh, Sykes has appeared in Hamilton, an American musical, Memphis, Newsies, Motown, and The Little Mermaid. You have an idea. Why don't you look at my balloon knot? Uh, oh, <laughs> really? And, and That's your idea? Neverland. That's one of the things he used to do. He used to have, well, according to the uh, the subjects of the documentary. Look at my butt? Yeah. Wow. It was fun. Wow. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Fun time. Okay. 
Jesus juice. Right. Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all there. Monkeys and everything. Yeah. Neverland. Neverland. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Yep. You the man. <laughs> Who the man? Who the man? Yeah. Surely not here. Yeah. No, don't like him. All right, so we are going to roll out the movies opening oh. this weekend. It is actually a big, big movie weekend. We're going into a holiday weekend. So I have a couple of big films I'm going to bring up to speed on. So exciting. Uh, we will start with this one, 21 Bridges. It's an action thriller directed by Brian Kirk, stars Chadwick Boseman. Filmed here. Uh, was it filmed yes. here? Yes. Yeah. Sienna Miller, Taylor yes. Kitsch, J.K. Simmons, and others. A detective in the NYPD hunts down two cop killers after the authorities close all of Manhattan's 21 Bridges. So they filmed it here, huh? Yep. But it supposedly it takes place in New York, but they filmed it here. Yeah, no one wants to admit they're here. Uh, and it is rated R, hour and 39 minutes, got a 43% at Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Now, the bigger movies opening this weekend are A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. It's a drama directed by Marielle Heller, and it stars Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese, Chris Cooper, and others. Based on the true story, a jaded journalist, Tom Junod, learns about kindness from the beloved Mr. Rogers. So this is a, a true story, a true conceit where this journalist is sort of going to, in a way, see the un- underbelly of Mr. Rogers and uh, ends up loving him to death. Uh, He's the real deal. Rated PG, hour and 48 minutes, 97%. Uh, wow. uh, you know what? I yeah. think this That's is going awesome. to appeal to so many people. I agree. And I think, it. you know, when you're looking for a, a feel-good movie, just yeah. the kind of movie that, uh, you know, the people always throw around, this is the movie we need. But I think this is sort of a, a movie that everyone can take I, a, a few hours and be distracted. I hope I find the time to see that this weekend but there's another big one and a definitely I'm so one. glad they didn't go with Mickey Rourke for the I, role. Oh my god. I'm sure you have a special look in the little cage it's a bird. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> to be my neighbor. Please, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> he takes off his shoe and throws it through the wall. Yeah. I never liked that wall. <laughs> hey, Mr. Feely, go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the other really big movie opening this weekend. Lady Elaine, I'm going to put my hand in your ass. Probably Whoa. get out to see this. Take my daughter to it. Frozen 2. I want to see this. Yeah. Um, no way it's going to be as good as the first, but that's okay. You don't know. It yeah. might be better. Disney my, has uh, that ability. Yeah, my daughter has been listening to the soundtrack, and she says that the songs are amazing. All right. All right. I don't know about Justin's 13 year old's opinion, but still. Uh, well, yeah, for this, absolutely. I'll I tell you, the her. animation and the scenes that I see in the trailer look remind me, Preston, a, a little bit of Zelda. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm really down with that then. Uh, Family Adventure, it's directed by Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee, and uh, lending their voices are Chris Mickey Rourke. Living Kristen Bell, Adina Menzel, Josh Gad, Jonathan Groff, Sherling K. Brown, Evan Rachel Wood, Alfred Molina, Martha Plimpton, Jason Ritter, and Jeremy Sisto. And Elsa travels out of Arendelle into the enchanted forest beyond in search of a tru- of the truth about her powers. 
It is PG. It's an hour and 44 minutes long, and its score so far is a 78% at Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but it's gonna it's gonna blow out the box office this week. How did the place. original? Uh, fr- what did the original Frozen end up with on Rotten Tomatoes? Because it was not it wasn't critically. I don't know, but it was the highest gr- uh, grossing animated movie yeah. of all time. Hang on, I gotta you gotta hit their heart. I know here. She can sing, man. Hottest Tina Disney Menzel. princess. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Hottest yeah. Disney princess. I would absolutely agree. <laughs> uh, good question. Nick is looking that up right now. The original Frozen, how did <clears throat> it score at Rotten Tomatoes? I saw um, Alicia Vitarelli did uh, a whole recap of the movie and stuff, and she loved it. She said it was great. Now, she has okay. a little daughter, so right. uh, she's into that kind of stuff. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, she said it was amazing. Is this the kind of movie you could go to just wearing a coat and no clothes? And yeah, no. absolutely. No? It had a 90% from the critics and an 85% uh, from the audience. That's the original one. Yeah. Okay. What is Frozen 2 at? 76. 78 for the the critics. Okay. Uh, So we'll have to see what the audience thinks about it. But uh, anyhow, that opens this weekend. Uh, We haven't even done the clips yet. Oh! Yeah, we got to get to that. Sorry. Uh, let's see. Let's start with this one. Uh, Sarah Bellot is the wife of Rob Bellot, an attorney who finds himself conflicted between his career and the safety of his community in the film based on a true story, Dark Waters. In this clip, Anne Hathaway talks about having a real person to base her character on. It's not a small thing to have a stranger come and say, okay, I'm going to represent you to the world. And I think a lot of people would have had, um, you know, a wide spectrum of reactions, but hers was unfailingly generous and honest. And my performance was allowed to be so much richer because of that. I don't give a f***. Uh, it missed an obvious title. It should have been Thanks Balot. Thanks Balot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dark Waters comes to theaters uh, today, by the way. Here's the next clip for you. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood brings the classic American television personality, musician, puppeteer, writer, producer, and Presbyterian minister back to life. In this clip, director Mariel Heller discusses why Mr. Rogers shouldn't be viewed as a saint. One conversation I had with Joanne Rogers over the course of preparing for this movie, nobody from Fred's camp of people likes it when we refer to him as a saint. And it was sort of the first thing people would say is, oh man, he was a saint. And she was the one who really said, you know, if you think of him as a saint, he's not accessible. It's something that we can't attain if if we're viewing him as a saint. And you need to know he wasn't. He was a person. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, beautiful Day in the Neighborhood does hit theaters today as well. And uh, there you go. That's what I got for you. So right two, two big family. I assume that's uh, uh, NC-17. Yeah, it yeah. is. No, it <laughs> yeah. is uh, it's rated PG. Okay. Yeah. So um, or the F word. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, they <laughs> dropped a couple of F bombs in there, which led to that uh, rating. Uh, normally, yeah, we do like uh, family birthdays and <clears> stuff <throat> like that. And I and I forgot to mention, but I had like two uh, a niece and a nephew celebrated a birthday yesterday and today. So I forgot yesterday, right. but uh, happy birthday yesterday to my niece Julia, who's actually Preston <laughs> named after this song. Oh. Beautiful song. Beautiful song by the Beatles. And then today uh, is my nephew Owen's birthday. Alan. He's named after uh, Carl Hama from the train. Oh, my God. My my sister hates it when I do that. I go, but you named him Alan. You know? Um, So uh, Owen's like 18 or something like that. (laughs) 18 or something like that. I assume, right? He's a senior in high school. I don't know. We don't know. That would make you 18. Something like that. Yeah. 
Happy birthday, Owen and uh, Julia. All right. Uh, I want to give away some Godshall's turkey bacon. They're stopping in today, and I have uh, some six packs of coupons. Good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. So we'll take uh, callers 15 and 16 at 215-263-WMMR. You can look for Godshall's a new easy-to-read packaging at Acme, ShopRite, Redner's, and Walmart. We have so much stuff to give away. I'm probably going to be... Giving something Do away it. every time we we, yeah. we start talking. So get yourself ready to win some goodies. Uh, let's take a... I just gave this oh, other just thing away, Casey. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent uh, we'll do that next. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. At some point this morning, we'll give away some tickets uh, to join us in the Preston and Steve suite at Monday night's Flyers game. Sweet night, and they are collecting uh, food for Camp Out for Hunger. There's a lot of people that are collecting food. And we'll give you a rundown of some... Things as far as the camp out for hunger is concerned in a little bit. We'll take a break. Come back in a moment. Marlon Wayans is scheduled to be here. We have a uh, guest and plenty of stuff for you to win today. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go. Your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. So the Camp Out for Hunger is coming up, and we do have some things that we're working on uh, for your entertainment value, not just during the, the radio show, but afterwards as well. So hopefully you'll have a chance to come by during our broadcast. But if you can't make it till other points in the day, we have some things that are going on. So Monday, we're going to do a uh, we're going to play basketball. We're going to do a knockout tournament on uh, on the Sixers court right there at the Wells Fargo Center parking lot. I mean, when do you get an opportunity like yeah. that down yeah. on the Sixers uh, hardwood? So uh, after the show on Monday, we'll be doing that. That night, Monday night, uh, the second will be comedy night in the Victory Beer Hall. We've done this the past several years. Yeah. And we got some uh, big names that, unfortunately, we can't really name yet because they have some contracts set up. And uh, But you'll, I think you trust us on this. Uh, so make a donation. Come out for that. Then Wednesday afternoon, uh, we're going to have some uh, members of the Flyers stopping by around 2 o'clock to uh, sit down, chat, meet some people, do some stuff like that. Then that night, Wednesday, is the calendar release party. Wow. At Xfinity Live. And live broadcast from uh, Jackie Bam Bam, who will be in the tent. What we used to do at Chicky and Pete's uh, will be folded right into the camp out with the desired goal of getting more food for the uh, Phil Abundance. Yeah, in the past, we've, you know, you come by and you just get your calendar for free. All we're asking for is a donation. That's all. Some canned goods, which you can, you know... Uh, check the Acme uh, storefront that we'll have set up there if you want to, or you can bring some stuff from home from your pantry. You want to clean it out, that's cool too, whatever. But that's all that we ask for. So that's Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, we're going to have a Flyers pep rally at 11 a.m. The Flyers have a game uh, that night. Uh, and we're actually, they're going to let us on the ice that day around 1 o'clock, and we're going to skate. It's freaking amazing. And I think we're going to open it up for 50 listeners and a friend, so 100 people total. And we'll get you the details. We're still working on that. But you need your own skates. And uh, if you've never been down there to skate, pretty damn cool. And they've got a game that night, which is awesome. So these are just a few of the things that we have set up, and there's more to come as far as activities during and after the show. And we'll start teasing things like the uh, the City 6 Challenge, which yeah. is going to be on 
Tuesday case. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning. In the eight o'clock hour. That's that's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. If anybody knows Coach Billy Lang, um, I need them to email me back. <laughs> is he being a is he being a bastard? Here? No, 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 oh, no. Right. No, I'm just not. I'm, I've heard back from every single person except for those guys. But the problem is, I don't have like um, they oh. they had a coaching change. All and, right, and a whole regime change over there yeah, right. at St. Joe's. So as a result, I don't have anybody that like. I've been dealing with maybe we for should just invite uh, Martelli back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I want I want I want Coach Lang out here. So if anybody knows meet anybody over there in the athletic department, just you know respond to an email. All right, all right, cool. All right, please do at St. Joe's. You're let, the only one. Let him know you're the only holdout. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Else, the only everybody one. else is on board and has been on board for all the last the several years. I don't want to say bad things about you. No, no. Don't don't put us in that position. Don't, don't put us in don't that position. But we will if you don't come. And <laughs> Monday morning, by the way, during the show, we are we're on. Course to do our world's largest gender reveal. Yeah, they're going to happen. So we're excited about that. Did you guys get the email that Marissa sent over from a listener? Yeah, uh, it was uh, uh, a gal named Julian Polinski. Really wanted to be there. She sent this long email about how important we were to her and her husband as they were uh, going through infertility. Treatments. I didn't see this. Yeah. No, it's it's a really heartfelt email, and she wishes she could be there. She can't make it though. But she was just. Uh, Thanking us for you know kind of being an entertainment while they were on their way to the uh, uh, the fertility treatments and stuff like that. All so. right, we should be there in spirit. Yep, yep. Jillian will be doing that. And then I got this other email which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, this is from Christy Who's H O O S E said, "Hey, I realized that today, eleven years ago, the show." Hosted a MILF and DILF mixer at Barnaby's in Havertown. I remember that. It was a really good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that night, I met my now husband. Huh. And we had left without, he had left without getting my number, wrote into your show, you guys read it on the air, and uh-huh. I called in, and we've been together ever since. Uh-huh. In March, we celebrate 10 years of marriage. How great is that, man? What about love? Uh, she said, I just wanted to reach out and thank you and the show for bringing us together. Uh, we built a beautiful uh, life together, and if it if it weren't for the night, we never would have crossed paths. Not only have you given <clears throat> many years of happiness, but a really cool story to tell on how we met. So thank you again. You guys rock. And that is from uh, Christy. So I, thought that I love a, that. A nice note. A decade they've been married since that night. One year, we're going to have to at some point in the new year, not now, there's too much stuff going on, but make a concerted effort to try to find out, get a ballpark figure of how many weddings, babies, yeah. so on and so forth have occurred from our mixers over the years. I'd like to I'd like to do a gathering of, uh, of yeah. people like that. You know, I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be a nice picture of all of the people that we've managed to right. have a hand in having a lasting relationship with. And then eventually, someday, Steve, years from now, let's meet all the kids. Let's meet all the kids. We'll still be around when they're old enough to drink. Of course we will. Yeah, we'll be on respirators. We could have a party and uh, invite all the... And uh, that's the point, President, at which we start a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the perfect time. That's the perfect time. Yeah, Yeah. because we somewhat created them. So, uh, anyhow, uh, thank you for the email. All right, what's the story, man? So, Marlon Wayans is hanging out with Coach Billy Lang from uh, Stage Oh, really? And, uh, no, um, they were supposed to be here, I don't know, six minutes ago. Traffic, meteors, I have no idea. Okay. All right, uh, so maybe Marlon Wayans, maybe not. Uh, no, definitely Marlon Wayans. I got right. I got a, a, an email. Uh, we know Marlon Wayans. Yeah, we know. He's good folk. We know. I just need, you know, I hadn't planned on uh, sitting here and having a discussion because we were scheduled to have him in, so... 
Uh, I do have some things that we could get into. Um, Let's do that, and uh, we'll proceed along, and if he gets in, he gets in. Yeah. Um, all right, you know what? Maybe, does he know that we have uh, turkey bacon? Oh, um, Maybe nobody made what? him aware wait, of that. Wait, 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 wait. He must have heard about the turkey bacon. Marley, 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 You notice the second we mentioned the turkey bacon, yeah, there we yeah, go. He's, there he's going is. around saying hi to everyone. We go back with Marlon. There you go. <clears throat> All right, we'll get Marlon We, we were going to stall Marlon, but we figured... Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Marlon, by the way, is going to be performing at uh, Punchline tonight. Yeah. There's two shows, 7.30, and then Saturday at 7 and 9.15. There is even a Sunday show. Yeah, we added a show at 9 o'clock. Um, wait, 12, what time is the show? 7. 11.45. Okay. <laughs> no, we added an 11.45 Saturday show because oh. Oh, everything's wow. sold out. Wow. So y'all get your tickets for that. Um, all right. I think there's more tickets left. I bring this wonderful um, Caucasian woman with me <laughs> for part of the schedule. Yeah, schedule lady. What? <laughs> what? what we, we good for just twelve o'clock? Twelve o'clock. She's on informed. She is A midnight show on Saturday. I'm trying to work. I told you I'm trying to be somebody. <laughs> I got to pay for my mama's bills because she's that's very expensive taste. <laughs> does does <laughs> she? Does like, she? For a woman that you didn't treat us like this. <laughs> we grew up in the projects. You living in a, a luxury. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Somehow it turns around and you're having having to make sure she has all this stuff. My, it really is yeah. terrible. My mom lives with me, and and uh, so we have Christmas coming up, and it's like I don't. I want to be nice to her on Christmas, but it's like she doesn't need any more stuff. You lost me at my mom lives with me. <laughs> well, my father passed away. She's she was older. in a big home by herself. Oh, okay. She had to put her dog to sleep. It was okay. a really, really, you know, sad time. I had the space in my house. You are. She, yeah. You are a great son. Yeah. If there's a heaven, if. If. <laughs> you're going to get in. Oh, I moved my mom to L.A. and we all watch her, but. Yeah. What, a, what a, on a closed circuit I, camera? I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, on a nanny cam. <laughs> but I just, I just don't think I could live with my mom. I, my mom, she's. I let my mom stay in my house one day, and I gave her my bed. Yeah. <sighs> this woman cursed me out <laughs> for forty eight hours, and I said, Why? "We ain't gonna do this no more." No, because she thought she said, "You look like your father." <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! And she dug into me. Yeah, poor him. He, right, he, right. he got it for forty years. I only got it for forty-eight hours. And I was like, "Look, I love you, but uh, so we don't she... pay the money and put you over there." <laughs> she's, she's, she's... <laughs> How old is she? She's eighty-three. Oh, but, you but she got, you know, she's a little old. She's got diabetes. Don't tell her this, but I, I think she may have dementia. Don't tell her that. Okay. Oh, no, all right. She swears she got all. I, I know what I'm talking about. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> In your reality, yes. <laughs> everyone else is not really. <laughs> dementia, it's, it's, dementia can break two ways because I know there's there's uh, sometimes and, and listen, it's obviously it's something formidable to deal with. But I've seen people who have it who are just every day is awesome. Yeah, and it's oh, and they've met you four hundred times and they're only happy to meet you for the four hundred first time and say, oh, this is great. Well, I wish she was at that level. She's. <laughs> She's somewhere in, in dementia purgatory. So okay, she's trying she, to decide. It's not this or that. I got but it's you. quite fun dealing with it because she's funny 
And me and all my brothers and sisters, we have a funny family. So was it your dad though that gave you more? Would you say of the of the comedy? No, or oh, 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 no, oh, my no. Mother. I know, I know for sure. I'm going to have dementia in about thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. I can't wait. And if it doesn't come, I'm gonna act like I got it just so I can get away with it. <laughs> yes, but no, it. my mom is the funny one. My dad is silly. And my mom is funny, but my mom is only funny when she's mad. Like, when she's not mad, she's, like, punny and corny. Right. Like, she likes, like, puns. And it's not, it's not your style. But when she's mad, oh, the things that she said. My father would piss her off. <laughs> and I think that's when she would curse him out. And then they would have makeup sex, and that's how we were made. Oh, really? Because you must have had a lot of fighting going on. Well, at least yeah. ten, at least ten times. Yeah. Right. My, my mother cursed my father out every day, and here's the beauty of her: she never used the same joke twice. And that wow. that's if you could see somebody every day for fifty something years, and you never have the same <laughs> joke. She got new material on him. <laughs> Every day. I looked at his feet from different angles. I was like, it do look like they throwing up gang signs. His <laughs> <laughs> toenails do look like pumpkin seeds. <laughs> oh, my God. Pumpkin seeds. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love it. She sounds like a character, man. Yo, she's funny does, she, does she crack oh, you up still man, at this man. point? Yeah, I take my mom on a date every... When I'm home, yeah. I, I take my mom on a date once a week. Like, she could... That's our date. Yes, you... You my little boyfriend. So I take her. I, 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 she comes downstairs. I pick her up. I, I hold her arm. And where she goes, because she's losing her eyesight oh. ain't great. All right. But I just think she likes the attention. So I'm like, okay, Ma, there's, there's some poo right there. Don't step on that. There's a step right here. Here's the curb. I actually went... I, Put it in the car, but when I put it in, I throw her in she, <laughs> because yes. she's too heavy to just kind of right. put in the car. Right. So I get away, she, and she laughs. I throw in the car. She goes, "You just be throwing me places." <laughs> I put a seatbelt on her, and then I take her to the restaurant. I hold her hand. Yeah. I order her food, and I take her home. I walk her to her doorstep. I'm the most gentleman man with my mother. Wow. She's like, oh, I see why you single because oh, all right. they must all love you. Yes. So that leads me to my question: Does she give you uh, advice on your own? Own love life, yeah, all the time. Does she try to meddle? No, my mother's very respectful. She, she's, she's just like, well, baby, baby boy, you are a wonderful human being. I don't think because I don't think I'm married because I, I, I really feel like I want to leave that number one slot for my mom. Well, I'll tell you this also, oh, man. That's a, that, that, that's wow. the best way to get laid I, is to I, say I, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't want her to have no competition. And I and although my children's mom is a yeah. wonderful girl and she you know she loves my mom, but I just think my mom. I was born on my mom's birthday. She's very possessive of right. our boys, and I just want to give her that while she's here. Well, you made people sweet. People magazines. You're a sexiest runner up. Correct? That's another reason why I stay single. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get to that. So you got sexiest runner up. You you love your mother. I, I can't believe I. Bo- I lost to John Legend. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am way sexier than John Legend. Well, if people haven't His... seen it, you're rocking a Lando Calrissian uh, photo shoot. Oh, put him in awesome. Lando Calrissian. Uh, yeah. photo. I don't think John Legend could be that sexy as Lando <laughs> Calrissian. <laughs> he, he sings wonderfully. I can't sing like he does. I can't do none of what he does at the piano. And no... Not, people are not as sexy as his wife. So maybe he is sexier. <laughs> and it's, I don't have an EGOT. Okay, I'll give it to him. Uh, the singing makes him sexy, I think, to women, most definitely. But man, this photo shoot, that is on point. That yeah. is... That's great. I had to follow uh, Billy D. You know how hard it is to follow <laughs> Billy D? Every one of my sisters and my mama wanted to give Billy D some. 
<laughs> Everyone, you remember? You remember the time? I remember Billy D. Like at the time, mahogany came out, oh, and yeah. that was the oh, height. Yeah. He was the absolute sexiest thing, and that was it. Was that did that predate people's? It, no, it was that and Lady Sings the Blues. Right, I remember my the sisters blues. was watching that. They was watching it. I thought it was a seventies porn. On they, they were watch. It was so hot in that room, and it was just a regular movie. I yeah. was like, calm down, calm down, cats. Yeah, yeah, he he got it. He's great. So well, that's listen. Even getting runner-up status and all this stuff. Uh, th- I mean that that's all wonderful, and you have a, you have a lot of stuff going on. Yes. Are you in the you're in the new Aretha Franklin film, aren't you? I sure am. I'm playing uh, Ted White. Her, you're playing her her husband, yeah, the abusive, the abusive husband. This but, is a, this is a heavy role. It's a heavy role. It's, it's no comedy, that's for sure. But um, kudos to you, man, because we've always said you're you're a good actor. Thank you, bro. That you would score this is is and and the, the anticipation is high on this thank movie. You, bro. Well, it is, and and it's so far so good. Everything I've, we've shot, I mean, it looks amazing, and I think the director. To, um, Lucille is amazingly talented and what she's given to this movie and the production and the staff and just everything about the cast is amazing. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson, for Forrest Whitaker and myself and it's just, I'm, I'm just... Could happy. you make this movie without Jennifer Hudson? She's, she's like the... When, I mean, she's this? amazing. Aretha Franklin was like, you gonna play me. Uh, no yeah. And when that person... I, look... I have no idea who's going to play me. I have no idea. Billy love, G. Williams. I love Nick Cannon, but he ain't going to play me. No. no, he's not as talented but, as you are. I got so many Wayans. Is he talented? I give Nick not credit. Not as you. He, hard work is the talent. Okay. okay. Right. Right. Nick is a very hard worker. Like, Nick works so hard. If, if, if slavery still existed, they would give Nick a raise. <laughs> They would give him a slave raise? They, they would give him a raise. Like, yeah, that boy works way too hard. So, can I Let's ask... give him a something. We got we to gotta pay him something. There's a little extra something yeah. in your check. Can I ask you what your thoughts are on the turban, though? I hate it to okay, death. It's right. horrible. I, I, the turban, and it's I love them, yeah. but I'm like, there is no way that that's going to come in style. Nobody's... No, Middle Eastern people stop by him and goes, that looks ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I just wish a genie would appear out of a bottle and give me one wish, and that wish would be, forget the million dollars, take the damn turban of Nick Cannon's head. Marlon, I have a theory that he's so far into it now that he's got to stick with he's it. He's committed. Yeah. yeah. He's committed. He's so far into it. it. It's like the dude who had the mullet. One, one of these days, somebody's going to be drunk, and they're going to go, that's a cool haircut. It's going to become a fad. Yeah. He's I my fingernails for a year, and and I was like at a certain point I was committed, and I did it into like one straight year, and then I was like, okay, well this this gives me an out. I see they're gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Toenails are still done, but uh, yeah. <laughs> now that's just weird. <laughs> that's just as weird as the turban. So why don't you and Nick Cannon get together and start a new track? Turbans and toenails. You don't get pedicures. No. Oh. Do you do any sort of uh, manscaping? Any sort? You 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 do the, anything? I do it when I need to. Yeah. I, I do it. You know, I do my my, my recon and see who <laughs> likes what because some some people like the the bush. And so if some, what about if, the other way? What what? How do you feel about your uh, your your the women in your life? You like hardwood floors or what do you what do you? Uh, like? Do you? If you like carpet, go for it. It's <laughs> yours. <laughs> you see it every day. I'm enjoy it however you feel. It's All right. special. All right. You, well, know, you don't. You get. Manicures. Don't get manicures. No? I've only grown my nails a little bit for this movie, and I've been biting them. Shiny and nice. I just have good uh, health and hygiene. So <laughs> I, I don't have dirty I... nails. I, that, that's a sign of a nasty man. If he got dirty nails, don't yeah. let him touch you. Well, what if he's a mechanic and they got like the grease on? You can't nails. wash your hands. <laughs> 
What are you doing to your cars? You, you should have that much grit. Right. They make, they, they make grit for that, right? You grown ass man, there. get your ass in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, well, that's cool. You read the Franklin thing, and then you work. Um, and I also got a movie with um, Sophia Coppola directing. Uh, on the Rocks? Yeah, On the Rocks. Bill Murray uh, stars with Rashida Jones, and I played the romantic lead in that. This is two romantic leads in a row, wow. leading to the sexiest man, well, tw- the runner-up to sexiest man and alive. You know what's cool, though, is that you stuck. You, well, yeah, you will. I'm so you... confused because <laughs> it's not supposed to be me. I'm the. I'm by far the ugliest way. <laughs> Disagree. Sean is way finer than me. I, Sean, Sean. Has he ever been on the list? Yo, so? oh, Sean's been on the list. Sean stays okay. on the list. They have a spot for him. <laughs> <laughs> My mama knows Sean is fine. Uh, really? Like, Sean, you got to do the work. Sean ain't got to. <laughs> <laughs> you bring your ugly ass here and clean up all his mess. Sean called. Oh, he just called. That made my day. Who made fun of Keenan the most? Which of, which of the brothers made Nobody. fun of Keenan? Nobody. You see how buff Keenan is? Yeah, yeah, crazy? yeah. Keenan took karate. Keenan was the wrong the one brother. That, plus, he, he he was a perfect child. Him, Kim, and maybe myself were probably the three uh, most. And I, I mean, my brothers and sisters would get mad at this. But perfect meaning like we did well in school. We went to college. Yeah. We were never arrested. We, if we stole, nobody caught us. Still. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you were good. You were smart. Yeah. We didn't do a lot of drugs. Was Keenan was Keenan a bit like a, like a, a bit of a father as well? I mean, you had your dad, but Keenan seemed to be like Keenan was a co-pilot. Yeah, like, yeah. My, like my co-pilot. dad was flying the plane, but, right? You know, when my dad my dad's a narcolept. When he fall asleep, Keenan be like, "Oh, thank God, we was going down." <laughs> <laughs> he would take over the wheel, thankfully. This, my this, dad raised us to be men. My brother raised us to be businessmen and t- taught us the industry. So that's I'm, brilliant. I've been blessed, man. Yeah, that, that is really cool. In fact, all, the, all you guys, and every time we I had, wish Nick Cannon had an older brother in the co-pilot. <laughs> someone could tell him, take that damn turban off. <laughs> See, my brothers would never let me wear a turban. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we, I think uh, Halloween next year, I'm going to go as Nick Cannon. Oh, I'm going to wear a, turn- a turban and an ugly suit. Do it. <laughs> Okay. A big so, tie and some glitter shoes. Let me yeah. ask you about something, because you, you've grown up in the spotlight, right? Um, and we have seen, you know, uh, marriages in Hollywood fail quite often. And, and I've often uh, po- uh, posited that um, that is because people in Hollywood, especially, you know, your A-listers, have people around them that tell them what they want to hear all the time. And then when they get married, they finally have somebody that tells it like it is. And they don't like that. I have a question for you, because you grew up in in a big family, and they it seems like they always keep you grounded. Yeah. Would, is that safe to say? Uh, definitely. My family definitely, whenever I get a big head, they come pop. They like <laughs> they pop that. You like that? There's always someone to blow a door. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I feel good, I, they, my brothers give me reality, you know, and I, I love that because yeah. it's the thing that keeps me out of trouble. And You know, the only thing that's real in this industry is the work, and you have to love the work. And not and enjoy the party after you've you've earned it. So okay. you work, 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 and then you party, and then short celebrations. It's kind of like you won a championship. Hey, we're spraying champagne. That's th- tonight, but tomorrow we got to work on what's happening. I, I agree right? with that. I, and then that's yeah. honestly, when, whenever there've been a, on occasion where we'll we'll get you know accolades or so on and so forth, and we we it's not it's wonderful and that's very cool. And you put your head down, and then okay, now let's just keep going. What's next? Because I always think that that's like 
That's fine and, and that's wonderful, but let's move ahead. What's next exactly? Because Some when you lose that. people party too much. Yeah. Yeah, I did a performance. Woo! <laughs> Bring out the champagne. Yeah. We're the Coke. Let's rock. <laughs> uh, you got three more shows tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cancel those. Our, our midday host is a guy named Pierre Robert, and uh, I love this story that he tells from time to time. He got to go to one of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. He's at a table, and Mick Jagger's over here, and Jackson Brown's over here, and it's he, you know he's in this rock royalty room, right, and enjoying it and, and living the life. Next night, he's back home cleaning out turds from a kitty litter box. <laughs> and so you go from these really incredible highs to your normal life of, yeah. of cleaning up the kitty litter. And I think you have to be reminded that there's the kitty litter night is going to come the next day. You know, it, it keeps you Although, humble. Although, I don't think Mick Jagger is going to be cleaning up kitty litter. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my point. I'm pretty sure he has a turd, a cat turd person <laughs> that works for him. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Keith so Mick, he's, he, Mick's been so successful, he can live a party. Yeah. yeah. He, he has the right to live a party. There are levels. Yeah, there's but, levels to this. But you're not the, at that level right You there. saw the footage of him after he had that heart incident where he's in that dance hall training and doing his stuff, and the guy's, like, bopping along. He he, he keeps at it. He works. I, he, yeah. I didn't know he had heart trouble. Wow. Yeah, right. so they, they had to postpone. They, they delayed the tour because he had a procedure on his heart. I guess it was like a... Mick, Mick Jagger's so rich, he can go, I'm going to take this heart out. <laughs> Ringo, give me yours. Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong band. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 doesn't matter. Ringo's still around. He's got Hey, it's, it's, it's a heart works. Oh, get it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. They probably know each other. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure. Since, you, country. <laughs> since you were here last time, and, and we were we were shocked to hear it when uh, John uh, Witherspoon died. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I, he was your dad on the Wayne's Brothers show. I can't run yeah. from it. Everywhere I go, I just, I've been trying to forget about it, but yeah. I can't. He's, this, this has been the hardest, hardest death for me since I was... Probably, yeah, like one of the hardest deaths ever because John was that. He was like a second dad, like a third dad. Such a naturally funny guy. When he was in here, he did it. You oh. know, he he didn't demure from anything. He, we wanted him to do everything, you know. Bang, all, bang, bang. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and don't tell nobody. We, all we did on Wayne's Brothers, makeup dances, makeup songs. <laughs> we just, we laughed. Every, we never, I never had an argument with John Witherspoon. Yeah. We worked together five years. We never had an argument. He was always so helpful. Like me and Sean, we would go to war with the writers, and John pulls us aside. But now look here, you boys, you y'all you, you watch out. You know, you got them. You got to get them keys. You know, once you get the keys, then you can do what you want to do. Then right. you can tell everybody f off. But till then, you got to work on them keys. So be humble about this. Don't get your show canceled because uh, I got my little son in private school. Ah. <laughs> Alexander, I got him playing white sports like golf. <laughs> Don't mess that up for me. Such a good guy. He always oh, kept man. us grounded, and he yeah. always tell me, Marlon, you got to get them keys. And the keys, I was like, what's the keys? keys to success. See, right now, you got the acting key, and you got your producer key, but now you got the, rat, the acting the producer key, and the comedy key, and you got the drama key. Here's the key I want you to work on. You need that stand-up key because now you got all those keys. You can open the door to anywhere you want to go. That's great advice. That's the best thing that Great advice. I was ever told. I didn't really listen to that advice till 10 years past Wayans Brothers. And yeah. now that I've been doing stand-up comedy, I feel like the career that's happening for me right now is because of I'm getting 
the keys. But you did, yeah, and you've done that. And just, we were t- leading off the conversation here talking about drama, the stand-up, the, yeah. and also writing and, pro- and producing that, the that, movies. That's keys. Got to get them keys. <laughs> and that's how you got, when there are periods, and everything's cyclical. Yeah. And you made it through the down. You make, not that there was really a down-down. No, 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 no. Yeah. A lot of people disappear. After, yeah. I've been here for 30 years, Whoa. and I still haven't peaked. That's the scary part for me is yeah. I've, I've never been the guy. I've never been the guy to get the best scripts in Hollywood. My years of being the guy is coming. I, I think so. Yeah. You know, Marlon, it's interesting you bring that up about the keys because I've found over time that great advice, the best advice, you don't even realize you got it until like seven, eight, nine years later. Very and then true. you look back and you're like, okay. He was right. Yeah, and he, he was right, and, he was and right, I, especially because like the, the keys, the things, yeah. all the keys that I've been getting now is opening up the doors for me to do all the things I wanted. It's all coming together because now you got the key to every door, and there's no way that you can be stopped. You do everything, and now what do you do? You just go do everything. It's so cool. Yeah. So has has the Aretha Franklin film has is it is it completed? Is no, it, I'm, I'm filming right still now. filming right I, now. I filmed last night till seven o'clock. I got on a plane, came to Philly, and got seven shows this weekend, and then wow. I fly back Monday, and I go right to set. Let's get it. Wow, man. We got to get, we gotta get them keys. <laughs> See? John, John Wilfu said, bang, but you got to get them keys. Yeah. Everybody We're, in this room, you got to get them keys. You, you ain't f- got no keys, get a key. Where are you filming? I'm filming in Atlanta. Okay. All right. So how hard is it to, uh, because you're not the only one who's got a, you know, several things going on, so how hard is it to, to film something like that when we have so many people that are Got their hands on so oh, many different when, things. When we are on set, we are focused. Like yeah. as soon as I land, I will like, like b- b- yesterday before when I well the other day when I landed in Atlanta to film, I got out off the plane. I went to the gym. I worked with the acting coach for three hours, and then I slept and got up so I could go to a set and be prepared to be directed all day long. That's got to so, be a mother though, because you're, you're playing like a guy who's. Not a good guy. No, and and, and you're and then you go. You it's like it's like you're hanging a one eighty, and you're then you're here. You're going to do your stand up, but you, but it is. Here's yeah. the thing. Even though he's he, it's not that he's a terrible human being. Yeah, you know, I think if you play him as a terrible human being, I think you lose the levels. I think people are just damaged people. Yeah, and people can honestly fall in love. With damaged people. And yeah. damaged people damage people. Some relationships are just doomed from the start because of the type of people that they are. Right. So what's beautiful about this journey is I think w- what we're doing is showing the love between the two people because I think th- that's what's important before you see the damage. Yeah. Marlon's playing Ted White, who is Aretha's first that. husband. Look at so that photo. Oh, is look at he, that photo. Is he still alive? Uh, Ted you, White, yeah. I haven't, did you I, meet him or anything? No, or? I, haven't, okay. I haven't spoke to Ted. I wish okay. I, I wish I could. So no. um, until then, uh, I hope you like my interpretation. <laughs> After she passed, though, he was there was a big uh, fight because she had not left, I guess, a, a comprehensive will, and they were fighting over the uh, the. I don't know if that's still going on. Legally. I don't know what it is about. Like my mom and my dad refuse to do a will. I'm like, yeah. Y'all ain't gonna be here for so <laughs> yeah. long, Mama. Listen, <laughs> you got one kidney, diabetes, and three other things. I don't know how long you're going to be here. You want to write something? Just yeah. Just type me something. No, baby. You, I'm going to work this out. When it, God going to work it out. <laughs> leave me with a mess. And my father, he's just, yeah. I'm buying buildings. He missed the Monopoly. I'm like, <laughs> y'all going to leave me with a mess. And see, here's the thing. Old, old folks nowadays, like me, I'm 
47, I already have my will in place. Yeah, I know where yeah. my watches is going. I know where my jackets is going. I know where my money is Can going. Can I just get one watch? Just one watch. <laughs> I'm going to leave you some turban. Oh. <laughs> Costume. <laughs> Marlon, getting back to uh, respect, um, Mark Maron's in it as well. You have any scenes yeah. with him? No, not, yeah, we'll have some scenes with Mark. Please I'll, tell him we said hi. He's, he's a great guy. And, he's uh, a wonderful comedian. Yeah. I, I, I love love his voice, and uh, he has a great podcast, and I'm, I'm looking forward to working with him. Yeah, this is awesome, man. It's good, good to see you. Talk about a career high and, and you, that you haven't peaked yet. I'm looking at the resume, looking at all the stuff you have in the works. You're the sexiest man. You're the next Lando Calrissian. Mm. It's unbelievable. Yeah. No, I wish I was the next Lando Calrissian. <laughs> that's that's uh, Donald Glover, but yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe he'll be touring, and I will be the next. <laughs> you put in the universe, so God, yeah. make it happen. Absolutely. Now, I want that Star Wars <laughs> so Marlon is uh, playing Punchline tonight, 7.30, And then it's tomorrow night that you added the show. So 7, 9.15 in a midnight show. Yes, 11.45. And 11.45. And then a Sunday show. So yeah, man, seven shows. A lot going on this I'll weekend. add another one Sunday if y'all sell this one out. Let's go. Let's get right. this one. <laughs> PunchlinePhilly.com to get your tickets. It's always great to have you here, Always Marlon. great being here. Thanks this for keeping coming my, back to Philly, man. This, we love it. This is my favorite stop in Philly. You guys uh, are thanks, man. So love awesome. it, man. Appreciate it. Five people that I really like, and that's, yep. that's hard. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> you're on the... You're on the... You're on the <laughs> I got that line. <laughs> Marlon Wayans, that's yeah. it. Thank you, Marlon. I appreciate y'all. We're going to take a break. i got to give some away. we got so much stuff to give away. i got to give away something right now. We'll take College 5 and 6 and give you Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw right now. 215-263-WMMR. It's available now. Digital 4K HD, Ultra HD, Blu-ray, Universal Pictures, Home Entertainment. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Lorenzo's and Sons Pizza. Lorenzo's and Sons Pizza has uh, been family owned and operated since 1970. Visit Lorenzo and Sons Pizza at Xfinity Live in Westchester and in the Wells Fargo Center. We're going to see them uh, right there at Xfinity Live when we're doing the Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, that ain't too shabby. I have, an, I have inside information I can't say yet what? about another really? location that's going to blow you away eventually. But uh, we'll get to that at another time. All right. Uh, I have some stories. I have one in here. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll preface it when I get to the story. Let me start with this one. A woman has allegedly been caught stealing multiple pairs of jeans from a clothing store. She was filmed removing her loot one layer at a time after putting them all on at the same time to try and hoodwink security guards. Apparently, she had eventually put on eight pairs of jeans. Oh eight God. pairs what? of jeans? Yeah. Going the, up to what size? That's a damn good question. The unnamed woman stands in a bathroom as she takes off pair after pair after pair until she gets down to her panties. As she removes the clothes, a man filming can be heard counting them as she leaves them around her ankles. In total, she had eight pairs of jeans on. It's believed that the woman was filmed in a bathroom in Venezuela, although the exact location is not known. Uh, The country is currently going through political crisis with hyperinflation, civil unrest, escalating starvation, crime, and high mortality rates. So I'm sure people are stealing jeans. Well, how lucky the pervert had set up cameras in the bathroom. Exactly. All right, so... This man's life was saved, but this very well... Is this the preface? This could make Kathy puke in this particular story. So, quick-thinking surgeons on board a flight from southern China had to improvise to save the life of an elderly passenger who had almost a liter of urine trapped in his bladder. The unnamed passenger ran into trouble around 10 hours into the China Southern Airlines flight to New York on Tuesday after complaining to cabin crew that he couldn't urinate. 
with six hours to go before landing, Dr. and I'll do my best to get these names correct, Dr. Zhang Hong and Dr. Shai Zhang Zhang had responded to the pilot's call for medical assistance. A passenger was placed on the floor on his side, and Jang said he had to assess the situation quickly. He saw that there was a risk his bladder could rupture, and that could kill the person. Absolutely. All right, so he said that his abdomen was bloated, he could not sit still, and was sweating a lot. He was going into shock and may have suffered a risk to his life if we didn't tend to him urgently. His family said that he had a history of prostate enlargement, so we suspected this was causing urinary retention. The doctors punctured the passenger's bladder. Oh, my God. And improvised a makeshift catheter using a plastic tube from a portable oxygen cylinder, a syringe from the plane's first aid kit, a plastic straw from a milk carton, and some tape. That's awesome. This is like, uh, you know, uh, Apollo 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, Zhang discovered the syringe needle was too thin... So he had to do this. He then oh my God. siphoned out the urine oh, using oh, his mouth, no. sucking most of the fluid over half an hour, and then spitting it out into an empty wine bottle. His boy. Mm. Wait, this was a doctor? This is a doctor. Wow. Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> uh, he said it was an emergency situation. I couldn't figure out another way. Well, what are you going to do, right? He said, when I saw that the man could hardly bear the pain anymore, my own thought was how uh, to get the urine out of his bladder. The passenger laid down for another half hour to recover and was examined by a doctor upon landing. Apparently, he's going to make Could have been worse. Could have uh-huh. been fecal matter. Yeah, he could yeah. have had to suck the poop right out Anybody of Anybody got a body. spork? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <No. laughs> Dear God. <laughs> uh, wow. But this dude did it. Saved the guy's life, man. Oh, my God. Kathy, you want to see a picture? Yeah, there's a picture of him sucking the pee out of the guy's oh. body. Yeah, that's him with the two thumbs up. For a straw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear God. That's good piss. All right. A South African lawyer was shot and killed by a falling gun in court on Monday in what has been described by local outlets as a freak accident. Mm. Uh, Adelaide uh, Watt, a senior state advocate, was in court when a loaded gun on display fell and accidentally fired a shot. Uh, The weapon, it was in court to be used as evidence in a home robbery case. Watt was struck in the left hip, was taken to the hospital. She later died from that. So this is evidence in court. Yeah. Falls down discharges and kills someone. I don't know why it was left loaded, but yeah, police are investigating the incident. They're calling it a case of culpable homicide. That's what I would call it. School officials say ground-penetrating radar has located in Tampa, Florida, 145 graves on the ground of a high school. Uh, Hillsborough High School Prank. County School Board Chairwoman Tamara Schamberger said that the graves are located three feet to five feet beneath portions of Tampa's King High School. Jesus. School district officials learned in October that the uh, mid-20th century Ridgewood Cemetery for the Indigent and Unknown was located on property later used to build the school. The school's rival football team had gone missing. <laughs> uh, and it's pretty wild, the overhead picture they have of it. I mean, there's just caskets all over the place there. That that deep, that ground-penetrating um, radar, radar is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's been used to search for some of the 250 people buried in Ridgewood. The newspaper says records show that part of the cemetery was on land now occupied by the school's gym and the main parking area. Uh, it is the second lost cemetery discovered this year in the Tampa area, by the way. And then we'll do one more story and wrap it up this uh, wrap it up this way. Would you ever wait in line to sniff crap from a wild animal? Oh yeah, absolutely. People are doing that at uh, Wuhan Zoo in China. 
uh, waiting to get a sniff of droppings from giant pandas. Are they particularly pleasant smelling? Those who have given it a sniff say that it has a fragrant smell. Really? It's fragrant? Crap, crap is fragrant. This, this is going to rock your world, but uh, it's it smells like poop. You can smell that. Yeah. Uh, others said it smells like bamboo or bread. Well, go figure. They eat bamboo. Pandas are actually poorly adapted for uh, adapted for digesting bamboo, so their droppings mainly consist of broken bamboo leaves, and apparently it smells like bamboo. Okay. So there you, you go. you got to bring that to the Philadelphia Zoo, Kathy. smell crap, and there you go. <laughs> the next attraction, have. yeah. In the B-File for you. All right, so we have our sweet night at the Flyers on Monday. I have a chance for you to win tickets to join us in that suite. We'll take caller number 16-215-263-WMMR. Monday, they're playing Vancouver, and it's going to be Hockey Fights Cancer Night. All fans get a Hockey Fights Cancer rally towel, but they're also collecting canned goods. Flyers are collecting for the Camp Out for Hunger, so please bring some of that with you. But we'll take caller 16, go into a game with us, 215-263-WMMR. Get your tickets now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Mr. Jim Norton. We'll be in our studio when yeah. we return. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. <clears throat> Not only shows uh, tonight and tomorrow night, but there's a Sunday show, too. Yeah, tickets are going fast. Yep, Saturday, there's two. Friday, there's tonight, there's two. And then Sunday, one show at 7 o'clock. He's back in Philadelphia, Jim Norton. Yeah. Thank you. Saturday sold out, and there's, like, I think, 40 tickets left for tonight. So okay. Sunday is probably the one to go to. Better grab right. that mother up. Hey, yeah. it's, it's good to have you back, especially because uh, The Irishman is uh, the, the Scorsese film, and you're in it, right? You play Don Rickles. Yeah, I didn't know I made the final cut until I saw Ray Romano at the com. I was so paranoid they are going to cut me out. Yeah. Um, so I hadn't heard anything. Scorsese's office would tell us nothing. And then I saw Ray the night before at the cellar. You're like, in? Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, you're good. I'm that's like, All right, awesome. Great, so I made it in. That is so awesome because the, the word on this picture, which we've been waiting for for a long time, like three hours plus, I think. Three twenty nine, and when they hit it, they said he cut it down from four hours. So I'm like, I know I'm on the cutting room floor because everything <laughs> I do that I like, I get chopped out of. So you haven't seen it yet? I did. I went to the premiere. Okay. Actually, how do you look? Or did they did they pad you up a little bit? Don's bigger than you are. They you know? padded me up. Uh, it was a weird thing. I found out ten days before. That I was getting. I didn't have to audition. They just, uh, I went in and Scorsese just met with me and he had seen my specials and he's like, Yeah, I think this guy can do it. That's awesome. So I had 10 days to eat and try to put a few pounds on and they mm-hmm. fat padded me and they fixed my hair and they kind of shaved me bald and did a comb over. Uh, I wish I would have had like another two months to get ready because I would have eaten probably put on 15 more pounds. Wow. But, but it's actually perfect and it's a perfect casting. I mean, not that you're, I mean, an insult comic the way he is, but yeah. In, in, in general, that's a there's a great bit of casting. The head shape, my but head yet. shape is like his. <laughs> but, yeah, but, but to get in a Scorsese film and then sort of be nail biting down to the last second to see if you're going to be in the final cut. Uh, I, I, how much screen time do you have? It's probably about a minute. It's not long. It's because yeah. it's, it's Joey Gallo, the thing he did before, he, you know, it's common knowledge, before they killed him is one of the things he did was he went and saw Rickles at the Copa. Right. So I'm in that uh, in that like, that kind of that evening for him. So I think wow. that's why they kept it in because it's not a critical plot point, but it was like something he did before he died. And it's really funny. Uh, Kimmel brought it up 
the other night, and I didn't know it until the morning when my, my show was on and my co-host told me. Kimmel's a huge Rickles fan. He was, and he yeah. brought up that I played Rickles, and here's Scorsese talking about me. I don't think he would have remembered my name if Kimmel didn't say Jim Norton. I think in the Scorsese says, well, yeah, Norton. Like, that, like, if he would have said anybody else, Scorsese would have said, yeah, that's right, it was Denzel. He played yeah. Rickles. <laughs> I don't think Scorsese cares about me. But the fact that he left me in, I mean, it was it's, it's a surreal experience because, you know, you grow up. When I walked in to film, it was a one-day shoot, and, uh, oh, yeah, that picture was in uh, Montreal. Uh, uh, there's a picture, picture of you next to Don Rickles. And, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a similarity in... Uh, yeah. He must, it, it, did he ever see you perform? And if he did, he must have loved you. We did the Tonight Show together once, yeah. and uh, it was, it was, he, I did a, a segment, and this had nothing to do with uh, and me playing him or anything, yeah. and, and uh, he liked it a lot, and he said, oh, you're really funny, man. I was like, uh, which was great to hear right, Rickles right. complimenting you. But that was uh, in Montreal. Gabriel Iglesias and a bunch of guys went in. We all knew he was real old, so we kind of just went to pay tribute right. and be in the room just to sit and watch Don Rickles. And uh, he was really, he was the lovely guy. I was very skinny there, though. That was, I looked a lot better, but I was really very <laughs> HIV-E uh, at that point. HIV-E. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but man, that's, it, it's so cool. And, and so for that day... Um, you know, uh, Scorsese is there's. I mean, well, God, the body of work is just amazing. You're there. You've done acting. You've been in some uh, uh, some stuff. Yes. Obviously, it's what you do. But when you're on set, and I got to ask, you're you're you have Martin Scorsese directing you for how, no matter how long you're on screen. You know, you does does a, a chill go over your body? How how do you physically react to having? That legend directing you in a scene. Well, I, De Niro and Pesci are in the scene. <clears throat> so when I walked in, it oh, was Jesus. I walked into the Gotham Comedy Club, which they had made look like the Copa. Yeah, and it was uh, there was three people in there. It was De Niro, Pesci, and Scorsese. Whoa! To, I guess talking over what they were doing. And it's and it's in his it's in his wheelhouse. It's a gangster. It's movie. what he does. And I'm looking at it, and the first thing I thought of this is Raging Bull. Yeah, like this is this yeah. is Goodfellas and Casino. Yeah. And I had done something with uh, actually a couple things with De Niro before, so I didn't. Go crazy! Right. Um, I just hello. Oh, I've never had to play it cool, right. but I wanted to grovel and get a photo. But I couldn't do it before. Right, right. it's unprofessional. Hi guys, how about a picture? And then right. seriously, he's an actor. Uh, but it was a really. It was so almost so frightening that it wasn't scary. Oh, okay. It was, it was like I, I I clicked. If I had one more click in in the in, in fear, I would have panicked and shut down. Yeah, but I was so nervous that I was calm. Oh, that's cool. It, 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 it's almost an out-of-the-body experience then. It was like Scarlett Johansson being on her hands and knees in your room. You're like, this is not happening. <laughs> but if you had a second to realize what was happening, yeah. Yeah, forget it. Just go it's, it. it's, just it's going, going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that is wow. cool. So you saw the whole movie, the whole deal. Was it like a red carpet thing or was it just Yeah, a, okay. I can't believe I got it. I, I literally found out again the, the, the day before that I was going to get to the premiere because everybody wanted to go. to It was very, very hard to get tickets to. Um and and the fact I got very lucky and I I got in and uh, I, I walked the carpet but I really didn't talk to anybody I kind of snuck on because one of the guys from Netflix security knew me so he kind of stuck me onto the carpet and I just stuck my fat face in. Uh, there was some actress who was in the movie and I put my head right in front of hers. I'm like I just want this picture for myself so I don't. It exists somewhere. The entire cast of The Irishman and me like a screensaver poking my head in. I have to see the photo so I, I don't know where it is. But so it's, around. it's a weird dynamic too with this movie because they they released it in the theater for. I guess Oscar consideration, yes. mm-hmm. and then but it, it's a Netflix film, and it's and so it's is it this week coming up? Right, it premieres on twenty seventh. Yeah, right. I think it's a great film for Netflix because it's so long that it's one of those things where if you want to pause, go to the bathroom, or get something to eat, like it, it's just hard to watch three and a half hours in a theater. <laughs> totally, 
doing anything. So yeah. the fact that you can watch it on Netflix, I think it's a smart place to put it, and that's why he left it long. It's great. This okay. is this by far the longest film Scorsese. ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's long. Yeah, it, it's, it's a long mother. So um, I was, uh, I, I follow you on social media, and I was uh, um, on Instagram. You posted a picture, which I love. It's you. It's Robert Kelly. It's, I don't know how many years ago it is. Uh, it's uh, Bill Burr, and it's uh, Otto and George. Oh, and Patrice. Yeah, Patrice. That was a. Uh, that was for. Where uh, was that from? That was an Opie and Anthony shoot for um, uh, Thanksgiving. For it was the, it was either FHM or Maxim Magazine. Wow. And we did a big Thanksgiving spread, and those guys. Yeah, it was Bill, uh, Patrice, Bobby, Otto, and myself. And the picture makes me sad now, but I found it, and I'm like, ugh. It looks like, but at that moment, you seem to be, you can see you're having a great time. Oh, you, with yeah. Just with those, it, it, it's, it's hard with Patrice being dead. I'm, you know, it, it's like, you, or I don't be dead as well. It's like, yeah. I look at those photos now, I'm like, man, it's like, you know, you got to you enjoy your friends. It sounds so corny, but when you hit 50 and over, and your friends start dropping dead of natural causes, yeah. you're like, oh. Well, we were just talking off, oh, air about, uh, we have a, a mutual connection, a friend who died, and it, 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 it sort of stuns you, and it's like, yeah. when you notice on air... Oh wow, that guy died. Well, yeah, because people get older and die. But it, but it, you know, you sort of get this uh, quasi epiphany in life. We're like, why are all these people dying? Because you know, life doesn't go on forever, and that's what's happening. It's a sobering thing. I wanted to ask you about uh, Otto and George, though, because having seen uh, him uh, a number of times and, and hilarious, um, ventriloquist act for people who don't sure. know. But but one, one of the absolute best, completely off the rails. Um, I heard he had a lot of stories, and you work with so many guys who have had "quote unquote" a, a uh, whole litany of stories. Are there any great Otto and George stories that come to mind? You know, no. The, the he was there was so many rumors around Otto. Like I toured with him a lot. Like you know, I did I did a lot of time uh, in my personal life and on and, and doing gigs with Otto. He wasn't as crazy as people thought. Like that's yeah, all I ever heard. I, no. I always heard these stories, and it was not that. It was not the case. No, I mean the occasional. Hey, could you drop me off in this neighborhood so I can buy coke? All right, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it was like a, you know a few of those. Like right. I wouldn't stick around and wait for him to buy coke because first of all I loved him and I wasn't going to sit there and wait for him to buy coke. Right. And second of all, if, if they, you get arrested while he's buying coke, they tow your car right. and, and they impound it, and it becomes part of the crime. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there was this time in Lancaster when the owner goes, "What the f is wrong with Otto?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "He called every room in the hotel." Looking for you last night. Oh my God. He didn't know what room was in. He was a little high, and he's like, "Is this Jim Norton?" And they were going, "No." And he'd hang up on him, and he'd call the next room. "Is this Jim Norton?" And he'd hang up on. Him. So there's like the occasional, like, sure, somebody's in a okay. coke-induced stupor. They act a little silly, uh, but he was one of my favorite people uh, ever. And, and I, I wish Otto had had been more famous than he was because he was brilliant, man. He was really, really funny. Yeah, I don't know him. I, I, he I was so he it was the most I mean just caustic stuff mm-hmm. but just it, it, w- he had the ultimate deflection Preston the dummy said it okay yeah. but was it was it. funny yeah. and, and he it was a really he was a brilliant it was like a brilliant uh, kind of deconstruction of himself through the puppet and it's different than the way other guys do it like yeah. this other guy like, you know Jeff Dunham those guys are really funny and they do a great but Otto was brutal I mean he was vicious he was <laughs> and I mean as a on stage yeah uh, and, and he was a genius with the language you know he really was one of the most underrated guys and, ever and George the dummy looked like I always remind you because it looked like that Twilight Zone episode the ventriloquist dummy yes. in that episode with Cliff Robertson where the you know the the, the, the ventriloquist dummy is is, is berating him you, and uh, and the head would open up and he, he would do a JFK assassination bit and the head would open up <laughs> oh my God. he would reenact JFK's assassination <laughs> oh with the puppet's head opening up <laughs> I mean and that was the greatest 
say that, by the way. <laughs> is it really? Yes, November yeah, 22nd. Yeah. Oh, well, the 22nd, that's right. Yeah, yeah. This is our acknowledgement. There we go. Is that today? Oh, my God. Wow. What, it's yeah. I just have a knack for timing. <laughs> <Not that>. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're so historically <laughs> relevant. Oh, man. That, yeah, he would do the thing, and the, and, and the worst part was when the puppet's head wouldn't open, <laughs> which would happen because he had a latch put on it, and when he knocked it forward... He would, they, they, you know, he would just do the like, do a gunshot into the yeah. mic, and the head would open. And it was the good, the best was when it, when it wouldn't open, and the puppet's head would just move and look like Elizabeth Warren's head moving forward with the hair moving, but nothing happening. Oh, I miss Otto, man. Yeah, I found that dumb picture and posted. I really miss him. I love the stuff we talked about this last time you were here about the uh, your the, the the fat the fat pictures from you. You have so many pictures of you when you you you, yes. you had a lot of lot of weight on, and and uh, and you'll post them. But you know these are it's. We hate, <laughs> we hate seeing ourselves in any video or pictures, uh, and any of that stuff. When 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 you when you sit down and you and you have to do press or do, I mean, obviously this is something that you're comfortable with radio, but do, do you even seeing yourself in, in the movie? Uh, is it something you you bristle at? And seeing that in the Irishman, is it something that do you like seeing yourself, or does it? Hate. hate it, yeah. Hate every <laughs> second of it. I watch almost nothing. I do this. This, of course, I wanted to see. It's a Scorsese it's thing. Yeah. Scorsese, yeah. and I wanted to be a part of it. I'm like, don't be a dope. Just enjoy yeah. this while it's happening. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I get so embarrassed and so ashamed. Uh, Colin Quinn had a great term for it: shame spiraling. That's a great <laughs> term smart, for it, yeah. and that's exactly the best summation I can give you. It's a shame spiral. It's one of those things where you're just like, oh. I'm, I'm I'm garbage. I'm terrible. I can't watch. And it's not mock humility. I don't say it out loud. I just think it. And I right. cringe. Yep. And I can't wait for it to be over. Hey, yeah. so um, as your star you know, began to rise, and I would say probably in the late 90s, early aughts. Around uh, 2000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it really, it took off. Did you have people that um, tried to, you know, tweak your appearance and stuff like that? No, I mean, no one really cared. I mean, hookers. They just wanted my bank account to look a little nicer. Did you have different presidents on these bills? Uh, but they, no, nobody really cared. Uh, but that, I was listening to you. It was a really good interview, by the way, with Marlon. Uh, this oh, one. I like him nice. a lot. Nice. And he was talking about like how he's the best hasn't even happened yet. And I was yeah. like, God, I wish I felt that way. <laughs> For me, it was great. And by 2005, I was out of the helicopter like Omar in Scarface. Uh, it's <laughs> a peak and an off-the-cliff dive. I wouldn't dive. say that. <laughs> Because so, I just I, I came across these pictures yesterday of Colin Jost, who was uh, I know, love Colin, yeah, and I had no idea what he looked like before. Was he fat? Oh, dude. Uh, well, he had a, a couple extra pounds. He had this like uh, beard, and it was a beard like he didn't care about grooming himself. And then his hair was like all floppy and stuff wow. like that. And you look at him now, and he's I mean. I think he probably. He's marrying he, Scarlett Johansson. I mean, it, like, that, that, he that's is. your closest shot to her in the hotel room. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but, but is he happy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I think he. That seems like self-imposed. I well, think maybe, could, but also, I mean, he had to. I, I. I feel like at a certain point, he had people in his camp that said, uh, "You need to do something different with your appearance." But even there, look at it. He looks like Willem Dafoe. It's. It's like yeah. it's not. It's not a disaster. It's like he's still got like a handsome. The I'm shell is rugged. there. The yeah. shell is there. He looks yeah. rugged. Yeah. Right. Right. And and you can screw around that. I. It's one of the things. It drives me crazy when, when, uh, and you hear it. We've talked about this on the show where somebody who's incredibly gorgeous or whatever, you know, I was a tomboy, right? I, I looked weird in school. I couldn't get it. Knock it off. You can <laughs> right. tell somebody just is genetically blessed. But in, in comedy, I think, you know, it's especially for what you do, it, it's, it's more forgiving of. I mean, we're treating, we're treating you like a schmeagle for Christ's sake. <laughs> no, but you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it, it, it doesn't matter what I look like. If I get fat, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. No one cares. Yeah. But I want to, I let, me, let me ask you something. Do you have a manager? 
I do, yeah. You do, okay. I was Agent, yeah. Yeah, I figured an agent, somebody who helps, you know, get jobs yeah. and stuff like that. But a manager, like Casey said, somebody who guides your, uh, the way you do things. Because comedians seem like they just kind of, I mean, but you act as well. But comedians seem to just roll at their own, uh, at their own pace or whatever they want to do, yeah. you know? Yeah, I do have a manager. I do have an agent, and the guy, the manager, kind of guides you. But my, here's my manager's flaw is, and I love him. He doesn't smell BS as fast as like, meaning like everyone says they love you. He's an yeah. LA based guy. They're like, Jim, we love you, big right. fans. Shut up, you're not a big fan. You're not a big because you're not putting me on to anything like that. He's like, Jim, they love you. I'm like, John, they haven't called you back in six months. They don't love me. Right. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. he's a really nice guy. Uh, whereas I wish that he be- didn't believe people as much as he does. Right. But he's a, he's a much smoother guy than I am. But it's like, how do you not smell that that guy's lying to us? When you hear those stories about those people like uh, uh, that who are really uh, adept, like in old Hollywood, those old agents and managers who really knew how to, I mean, the, really play the game and really do that stuff. It's fascinating. We we're talking about who is who is Leno's agent and uh, oh, yeah. uh, longest the woman time. Uh, yeah. uh, Hel- Helen like, uh, Kushnick. Helen Kushnick, yeah, like she was like she was a real shark and she pissed off a lot of people. But she, I mean, she she, she got, got him the Tonight she Show. She got him to the Tonight Show. <laughs> she did, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and they, some say that in, in ways his he, his reputation was damaged. I think he was able to extract himself from that and 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 not suffer the consequences. But it's you know, you, sometimes people you need to have someone who's does have a really adroit BS detector who has a bit of a vision, but it's hard because it's like we, we have an agent because it, it's not, you know, you, you can't go in and say, this is why we're wonderful. You know, this is, uh, yes. it, somebody else has to do that for you. you Someone know? else is speaking for you and they're yeah. going, oh, he's great. The other show sucks. Yeah. And, and uh, my manager, he's good with that stuff. Like, whereas Helen Kushnick was a monster. Um, Jonathan is great. He's like, Jim, we should send a thank you card. Like, he's a really good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves him. So that's where I'm awful and he thinks his stuff. <laughs> right. Because uh, I, I would think everybody's lying to me. I shot something <laughs> for Netflix that airs New Year's Eve. It's The Degenerates. It was a 20-minute I love that special. Show. It's a great show. Yeah. I, I'm really happy I did it. Uh, but I said I didn't want to do it at first. I said, no, I want to do an hour. I'm not doing it. I was, it was my ego. It was stupid. And Jonathan talked me into it, and he knew that it was a good move, and he was right and I was wrong, so I shut my mouth, and I did yeah. it, and I'm glad I did it. Uh, well, so I'm glad that um, that comedians are actually taking the reins more often with um, the content that's being put out there. Yeah. Uh, and so the... G- the g- oh, my gosh. The <laughs> Thank you. It's a tough one. It, it is a tough one. Who, yeah. who else is on the bill with this? Uh, with well, we all have, everyone has an episode, but yeah. the one episode is myself, Donnell Rollins, Miss Pat, Bobby Kelly, uh-huh. uh, Adrian, uh, I always uh, Apolusia, I always can never say her name. She's uh, very funny, and uh, Nikki Glazer. Okay, Adrian's the top left. Uh, I don't know why I said that. You obviously know it's not Donnell. Or not <laughs> <laughs> I also like. Um, <laughs> I, he always she, she always impressed me as a black gentleman. I also uh, like uh, Ari Shafir. I think he's the one who put together the uh, "This Is Not Happening." He did, yes. And have you done an episode? I of that did. One? I did it when Roy Wood Jr. is hosting it now. Him and I think Ari. What did he get fired? Did he quit? I, I talked to him when it happened. I didn't know yeah. if he. It was uh, he. He went and did like a special for Netflix and Comedy Central. Got pissed this, off. This is yeah. a show where people. They're, they're, these are anecdotal yes. experiences, and they relay, and you all relay something. Yes. It's storytelling, and like it, real storytelling, it's right? Incredibly engaging, it's, and it's, <laughs> it's some of the wildest. It's stuff not always funny going. though. No, well, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, oh, um, yeah. Diaz. Uh, Joey. Joey Diaz is. His actually. 
It's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his. It, but um, is yours radio friendly by any chance? No, I mean it's about it's a true story about a bris I went to. Um, I, I went to it was a, a circumcision in the home, and I went to one of those. I would say not really radio friendly though. Okay. No, there's right. a lot, I, I miss doing it on the road. That was a fun bit to do. Do you know it, when you, it's 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 wild because you talk about also careers and and uh, when you start to see someone take off, uh, like Nikki Glaser seems to be on that yes. on that trajectory right now. We 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 love her and and. Uh, it, but it, there seems to be sort of a um, she's got the classic no self-esteem unless that's a like unless she's a really good actress. But she's she's got this thing that I think really just it just took off because she's super attractive. And yet she doesn't she's like guys immediately connect to her, you know, like gravitate. Yeah, because I see Nikki almost every day because she's uh, her studio is like literally two studios down. The, the from series yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I walk in by and she works for Comedy Central Radio. And uh, the Nikki's interesting because she's really beautiful and she's hilarious. Uh, and she does hate herself, which is great, but and not blows- enough to sleep with me. <laughs> so, it's like I, I need her to just dislike herself a little more. I bet, I bet she has you- enough self-respect to go, no. <laughs> I bet you could broker that. Not even close. Really? No, 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 no. We fist bump. <laughs> Jim, I was, I was scrolling through your Instagram, uh, which is just uh, at Jim Norton, and uh, you posted a few times with Ozzy over the years, which is really cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what were those experiences with Ozzy like? I mean, I've gotten to know him yeah. uh, over the. I just find I just saw him when I was uh, I was in L.A. last week, and uh, I, uh, I went. He invited me to his house to listen to the new record. So I went and uh, he has a new one, a new song out today. Yeah. I think called "Straight to Hell." Yep. And he's like, "Do you want to come hear the record?" He texted me. I'm like, "Yeah." And, and I'm like, uh, "He's like, are you in town?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, just come over." Oh. It was really weird. This was a week ago. Sunday, uh, I was out there to shoot something for Monday, wow. and you never know if you text him if he's going to text you back. I mean, it, it was just I caught him at the right moment. Yeah, he said, "Hey, you were great in the Irishman," and he hit me back, and it's surreal. Again, it's one of those things where you, you go to his house, and it was just me and him sitting on his couch, wow. uh, and he's eating popcorn. Uh, it was it, <laughs> it was like thirteen year old Jim Norton would not have handled this well. <laughs> how, you want to steal towels? You know? yeah. How would you put well, O's on if you? <laughs> How would you process that? I mean, to even think about that. But um, so when you're carrying on a conversation with Ozzy, you know, we obviously, uh, um, you, you know, there's there's the, the public perception of him. Is he sitting down and having heart to hearts or what? What is a What is a sit down on the couch with Ozzy like? You know, we talked about the process of the new. I mean, I've interviewed him so many times. It was like, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't interview him in person, but you just yeah. get comfortable with the guy's energy. And right. uh, he was just talking about the why he did the the, the record and, and yeah. being laid up for like the last year because he hurt his back. Yeah. He used to be, by the way, indestructible. And then yeah. after, suddenly it like cavalcated. He had a whole bunch of stuff going wrong. I think that was sort of a, a jarring thing for him. I think so, too. But he's also one of those guys where he's done so many things to himself that the fact that he's still going... And then he got hurt, and he had to pull himself off tour. But then he goes and does an album. Yeah, like he's one. He always comes out on. Mm. And I don't know if that was. They said I think Kelly pushed him to do that. Uh, but he he is almost indestructible in the way that like, all right, he's laid up for a year. He can't tour, so he'll go and do a record with uh, Post Malone's producer. Yeah, and I really like it. And I'm not saying that just to be polite. Like I listened to it. The song is good. I yeah. loved Under the yeah. Graveyard. I love the whole record. It's called uh, An Ordinary Man, and it comes out I think in January or February. But it's weird to sit on the couch and you, you just gotta have a conversation. We talk a lot about sleep. Because he's an insomniac and I'm an insomniac, so we always just talk about sleep and what oh, are you wow. doing to fall asleep. And are, are you really so I'm terrible? So how terrible many hours sleeper. of sleep do you get a night 
when you get it? You know, maybe maybe a maximum five. It's That's usually me. around four. What time do you go to bed, though? I go, I go up to bed at 10. I go to sleep at 11. I wake up at 345. Wow. I don't get up. I get up. We're on the air. It's, I'm on the air from 7 to 11. Yeah. I'm up. I'm out of bed at 608. Um, a lot of times I'll stay in bed till 6.17. I'm out the door at 6.35. I walk in the door at 5 up, Jeez. which is why my show sounds like it has no show prep. Because <laughs> it's not. My God, I have a co-host. I literally just walk in and start talking. So what is it? Is it your brain won't turn off or... Yeah, it's that. I have apnea okay. uh, and, and I can't shut it off. So yeah. How bad is the apnea? It's, it's, it's complex apnea. Oh, I saw you wearing a, uh, a, 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 was it a CPAP, or what they call it? It, it, was, it was a mask, yeah. What, what the hell? It, it, you look like a, an Imperial Stormtrooper. I know, but there was actually a girl cutting gasters on the other end of that. <laughs> 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 so I can't I can't fall asleep on my back. Uh, if I'm yeah. like, you know, I have the TV in my bedroom, and if I end up like falling asleep while I'm watching TV, while laying on my back, I end up like choking on my own spit, and, yeah. and, and then like I'll wake myself up from... You know, so I understand that. So I definitely have to sleep on my on my front. But uh, my cousin, he has like melatonin spray, and like, he's got all sorts of stuff. And I, I feel bad for because I can fall asleep like that. I fall asleep at the dentist. You know, oh, it's great. It's it's yeah. a nightmare though for for people. I I think whenever I've been sick and I, and you have something that's keeping you from falling asleep, and then you think there are people who are like you talk about being an insomniac. Who every night is is a crapshoot. Am I going to get some rest? I don't even know how you can. That above so many other things is something. How do you even deal with that? You know, because it just it, it just wears you the f down. It's constant. It's constantly feeling stoned. Like, yeah. Because you can't. Like a lot of times, I've I've been dizzy and I have to pull over because I'm just not like I'm light. I think I have low blood pressure, and uh, even when I my tongue doesn't you know try to suffocate me, my brain. In uh, central app, you forgets to send the signal. Wow. So a lot of times, I'll just be laying there, and all of a sudden, go, "You're not breathing, huh?" Uh, wow, like I'm not yeah. even trying to breathe. Like it's a really weird, it's weird, right? Yeah. So well, and sometimes I'll have dreams where I'm underwater and uh, and I can't breathe underwater, and I'm I, I just assume that in real life I'm holding my breath. And then, the, yes, and that's got to be scary. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. But sometimes in my dreams, I'll be underwater, and then. At some point in my dream, I will figure out how to breathe underwater. So I never, ever wake up from the dream. Uh, it, it's it's I like mean, you, you make miss. yourself. I've had the same it's dream, but I was lapping out of the toilet when I woke up. There <laughs> <laughs> was a little submarine what floating by. That meant I was thirsty and hungry. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, yeah, no, I have those weird dreams. Like, where I pee yeah. a lot at night, I have to jump up and use the restroom, use the restroom. And then somebody told me, no, that's because you, you're not breathing, so your body makes you feel that way to wake you up, so you breathe. Like, I'll, I'll snap awake and then run to the bathroom, but huh. I'm like, oh, that was my body waking me up because I wasn't breathing. Do what I did. Have your prostate surgically removed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you? It's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Do you take, do you, do you, uh, do you, do you use, I use Cialis. I love Viagra. I love all of them. Uh, and it's not even a Bluetooth, not even because I have to, but sometimes there's just that extra element. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I, isn't it great to it have? Is. You know it. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, you it's feel like crazy. a man finally. I can't believe it. This is what it's like to be male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this years and years and years ago. It was not even that many years ago. It was ten years ago when this was not the conversation. And then suddenly you see these commercials. Hundred many, hundred million men suffer. Why didn't you tell us this before? When when everyone was going, oh, geez, I, I guess I'm the only one. And now all this data. Now it's a big love fest because everyone's experiencing the same thing. But 
There's, you know, it's it's all over the place. There commercials constantly for all this stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. it makes you feel better about yourself. Yes, it exactly. does. Yeah, yeah, when I know that everybody is basically just has the same slug on their thigh <laughs> that I have. <laughs> oh, yours goes down all to, to your thigh. Awesome. <laughs> oh no, no, no! When I'm laying on my back, gently over to the left. Trust me, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, you've been doing radio for a long time. Do you feel more comfortable on this side or or that side of the interview? Both. I mean, I love it. You know, and, and it's like when I'm on a show, I I know that the worst thing a person can do when you're interviewing them is not give you information. Yeah. Like, there's nothing worse than somebody who won't answer questions, who won't talk, who's yeah. like, mm-hmm, yeah. Yep. Like, what do you want me to do with that? It's yeah. one word. Yeah. You know, not that you have to embellish everything, but people who won't talk. But I love both sides of it. Like, it's fun to have a conversation because we have a lot of comics on our show and I love having guys on. Yeah. Um, but the, the worst is guys who either interrupt everybody and don't shut up or guys who give you nothing. So right. I, lo- I honestly love both sides of it. Well, yeah, the best is when when you have an interview when you can not necessarily ask a question, but just make a statement and know that there's going to be a response to that statement that you're making. Yeah. It's, it's like to... you just did right there. <laughs> I didn't even ask a question. Look at you. You did. Yeah, yeah but people who don't want to give you anything. And sometimes, look, sometimes, and there's been times as an interviewer where I've said things, it's like, well, that guy would have deserved nothing. Because I, I just said, so that movie you did was really good. And I'm like, what do I want the guy to do with that? It was a terrible question. I just said, you're an actor. <laughs> so I know I've got flaws on both sides, you know. Sure. What's, what's, there was a time, we've talked talked about them we all have our moments and many of them are mortalized uh recording we were interviewing tom berenger and i completely forgot who the f we were talking to oh. it was a phone interview and i'm like you know <laughs> yeah, god do i just pick a movie and hope he was in it <laughs> <laughs> ask about kevin bacon that seems to work yeah, right, right. Oh, have, you, have you ever been and, and had a had a moment like oh my God. Yeah, I've I've had blank moments. I've had moments of uh, just asking something and, and it going nowhere. Everything that can go wrong, you know, like where you just who is a rough Jeffrey Tambor, who I actually like. He, he's really? supposed to be a prick, though. That's is, that's what I've heard is that he's, he's a terrible interview and he doesn't give you anything. He was a weird interview. We had him a couple of times, and he got mad the second time because it was like he was asking. Uh, we asked him about, uh, this was an Opie and I had our show together after yeah, yeah. the O&A had fallen apart. And Ope was jokey with him. He wasn't even being vicious, yeah. but he asked him, hey, do you look good as a as, as a woman? Like, asking about transparency. Just, you know, it's a guy's question you're asking. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I happen to be in that world because I, I, you know, I like trans girls, but not everybody does. Yeah. Jeffrey got very self-righteous about his joke. And, and it's like, who are you lecturing on 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 that, it's and like, then you find out that on the set he was abusive to a lot of the people he was. That, that came out after that. You heard about that, right? And he, yeah, 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 yeah. And he got self righteous about it. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I've been having sex with. Him. Not that that gives you license <laughs> to joke, but don't sit there and lecture. Don't pontificate to me about yeah. what, what's right to joke about. So he was a weird interview uh, because he got really sensitive about a subject and took his acting too seriously. Who was the worst? Paris Hilton, and, and I wish she was better. And I hate to say that because it seems like you know an easy talk, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. She gave nothing. It was like one of those things where I watched her new reality show whenever it came out. And look, it's not in my wheelhouse. Uh, but it was okay. It was better than I thought it would be. Right. So we're asking her questions. And she's and and uh, Anthony was asking her questions about the sex tape. And it's like so, not even being abusive. Just literally asking. And it's like you did one. It's out there. Talk about it. It's yeah. okay. No one was trying to humiliate her. And we don't talk about that. Whenever a person you're interviewing says we, as in we, the group, they should be executed. They're <laughs> terrible <laughs> interviews. We don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, uh, I was asking her something about the show. And she's like, well, you have to watch the show. And I'm uh, like, no. when it, oh, Leaf Garrett. I had Leaf Garrett on our show oh. recently. Like probably 
10 days ago. Sam didn't really care about him, but I'm like, nah, he'll be great, dude. No. Had, he hung out with everybody. Yeah. Uh, he was, he, I, you know, uh, he appeared to be on heroin. I'm not going to say he was. Oh, man. Uh, but he gave us nothing. And it was another read the book. And I'm oh, like, I read no. the book, stupid. I'm trying to help you sell copies of it. If they don't get that, it drives me crazy. One of our wildest experiences was with Leaf Garrett. You remember the VH1 special? Remember the behind the uh, the music? Behind the music, yeah. And he had that deal with the guy he crippled in the car accident, yes. so on and so forth. And the guy, you ready for a bomb? He comes on the show with the band The Melvins. And the Melvins were, uh, Kurt Cobain used to roadie yes. for The Melvins. So he's going to come on and perform <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit. He comes on, it's horrible. It's like, it's not, it's so bad he stops in the middle of the song, Preston. You remember that he goes out to the hallway, goes down halfway down the steps, sits down and starts crying. We had to send an intern had his out. Hands in, his head in his hands. But he wasn't a bad interview. He was a pretty good he interview. He was a good interview. That's the best thing I've that. ever heard. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wish half the people I talked to would go cry in the hallway. <laughs> That's amazing. But no, he wouldn't give us anything. Yeah. He wasn't being mean. He just was like, I asked him a question about, like, you know, uh, sleeping with different people. I, uh, I don't talk about that. Well, then what are you writing a book for? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Worst interview we've ever had, I think, Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady. Oh, jeez. Oh, I thought you were going to say oh, Queen, La- Queen Latifah was bad. Oh, she, well, she, she just, she just woke up. The thing uh, about Queen Latifah is, like, she, uh, I think, was still laying in bed and somebody handed her the phone and said, all right, you're on. But to yeah. Jim's point is that we're trying to help you. Yes. We're trying to help you. Don't don't abuse our audience by coming here and not giving us anything. We're going to be we're here. We're accessible. We want to talk. We want to converse. We want to find out about you. But when you don't, it's like if it's if what are we imposing upon you to yeah. promote your product? It's yeah. the worst. Sometimes they don't know they're going to do the phone call. But it's almost like, hey, would you show up on the set and tell the director like, ah, it's like, well, this is my job. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. You think yeah. this is a hobby? Yeah. I'm just showing up to talk to you because you're terrific. <laughs> I get paid for this, you ass. Make it good. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, I hate people that won't do that. And I've had those type of interviews where they just give nothing, almost on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to meet uh, Robin Williams one time. He could not have been a sweeter man. He was his, his show was incredibly funny. He performed at the Tower. You, you have a, a few pictures of you and Robin. What yeah, he, he was so kind. Uh, and and caring, um, but his persona off stage was very different than his persona on. Of course, what, what was your experience with Robin Williams like? Well, I regret giving him a tie. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! If only you could have seen. He was uh, he was love. I I loved him. Yeah. He was a really sweet. Guy. We had the same manager. I mean, uh, yeah. And uh, that's how I found out was my manager called the day that it, before the news broke and, and told me he was. A, here's why Robin was so amazing. He would come into the comedy cellar. And there was, I mean, he was he was an icon among comics. Like, he was one of those guys that hasn't, and, and he's been famous since the mid-70s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he trumped everybody. You know, he trumped Seinfeld or Chappelle or anybody that would be there. Robin was the guy. He won an Oscar. Yeah. And he was Robin Williams. And he would sit there at the table and talk politics and hang out. And he couldn't have been more humble. And it wasn't fake. It wasn't uh, put on to seem like a nice guy. He was legitimately yeah. a sweet, humble Guy, he was really, really a lovely person, man. Wow. It was, uh, but again, you know, I, I knew he was very depressed because I had asked about him, and they were like, "No, nah, he's in bad shape." Like he was just, you know, he had depression, man. I mean, that type of uh, God, what a Louis this, body dementia. By this is by the way, how self centered I am. I'm, there's a picture of Jeff Ross, Robin, and me, and all yeah. I can think of is what a fat head I have. <laughs> that's all I take out of that is why is Robin talking to that surly looking pig? Oh, that's me. <laughs> I was thinking your hair looks great. 
Th- it picture. does, yeah, but it was almost like too unkempt at that point. And look at my chin from the side. Like it's like I'm asking him, "Hey, do you have a shell I can live in?" I'm just an awful. We all do person. that. I'm right that's with not you, man. A bad chin, no, Jim. That's I, thank you. Bad, listen, it's we 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 feel the pain. But yeah, Ross's chin it's much bigger than yours. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I love the fact that Jeffrey's the only one looking at the camera. Um, <laughs> Jeffrey looks like a mall caricature of himself. <laughs> he does. He really does. And now he's bald. And I forget, guys. Like, I forget Bill Burr yeah. used to have hair. Yeah, like, I yeah. saw Bill Reese. He's well, bald. in that picture, he's got him. He's got. He looks like a, the heat miser. He's, he's got red g- hair. Yeah, yeah. You forget your friends go like you because know, we're all aging together. You forget that your friends used to have hair. And I, I'm going to do the Jeff Ross thing eventually. You know, Jeff Ross looks like Jeffrey Tambor at the end of uh, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, and Justice for All yeah. when he after he's throwing plates. That's a great right. reference. 1979. Where's all the young people at my shows? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys remember the Battleship Potemkin? <laughs> it really is awful. Guys, Kane Mutiny. I'm doing five minutes on it to open. <laughs> the court martial scene is great. <laughs> Isn't it great? Oh, oh, he was so confused, but you fell for him. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He used geometric logic. Hey, Jim, <laughs> you're, you're doing a meet and greet at the shows as well? Is I do. Them, yeah, but they sell tickets for them. Because, and the reason we do that is I used to sell merch, and the clubs, everyone got furious at me because I would stand online for too long, and every show was late. So they're like, if you want to do them, do them this way. They want to go home. And then, yeah, over the years. So there's an extra charge for that. There's an extra yeah, charge for that. But again, if you want to do it, if not, you know, believe me, you've met me. I'm, just, I'm accessible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Believe me. If you want to hankly me, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the shows are tonight, 7.30 and 10. And then you said Saturdays. It's, or I'm, uh, yeah, it's Saturdays like, sold out. Okay. Sunday, there's a few tickets left. And I think tonight's probably sold out. But now there was eight tickets on one and 30 on the other one. That was what tonight's show broke right, down. So, so. It's, it's All right, a, so jump so, on it. Sunday shows at 7 o'clock and, uh, or I think so. Yeah, I got that right. 7, 7 o'clock. So you can go to heliumcomedy.com to get the tickets. Dude, it's great to see you again. You too, guys. Thanks Thank you so much, in. man. I love this show. And we'll see you in the Irishman. It's Jim yeah. Norton, guys. Thank you, guys. Helium Comedy Club. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The business challenge is such a big part of Camp Out. And props to Subaru of America for leading the way and challenging other companies to get involved and make a difference. Heritage Business Systems, now a Xerox-owned company, is encouraging any size business, large or small, to donate. One business will be selected at random to receive a 36-month lease on a Xerox full-color copy print and scan system. The Preston and Steve live broadcast from your place of business is still up for grabs for the largest donation. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for a list of especially needed food items and all business challenge details. I wouldn't want this to be a, a regular <clears throat> feature, but uh, I am once again the, the angel of death. Case, can oh, you have no. some of the oh, no. music? Because uh, it's I've. It's time for the necromancer. Yeah, there were a few, a couple of people that passed. But with very interesting and very. Uh, influential aspects to their lives uh, that they're definitely worth uh, mentioning this morning. Hotlines ring it! Thank you. Ringy ding. We're going to start with this one. Um, You knew the name, Burton. John Burton Carpenter, the man who changed the game on the mountain by fulfilling a grand vision of snowboarding and what it could be, died yesterday of complications stemming from a relapse of testicular cancer. He was only 65 years old. Wow. So Burton, you know Burton boards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Burton shops, Mm -hmm. that's him. He's the guy who started it. I like the Burton gear. I do. Um, Yeah, I do too. I wish, 
I could snowboard. I tried it one time, and I think I'm afraid to do it again because I, I caught a front edge one time. <laughs> and I went down. That's a face plant. Yeah, and, and I went down so hard, I, I thought I cracked every single one of my ribs. And at that point, I uh, I took the board off, and I walked to the bottom of the mountain. I, that was it. The very first time I tried it, I calculated that when on, on just <laughs> one run down the hill, I fell 50 times. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and and because it was like uh, you would go for like five seconds and fall. Maybe five seconds and fall over and over and over. But I stuck with it. Yeah. And I, and I kept working at it. And I know that things like that, you just have to keep doing until you eventually figure them out. And I did. And I, I wasn't good at it, but I was good enough. You, to so that you enjoyed it. Yeah, I could do, you know... Um, Medium level runs and and intermediate runs, whatever you want to call them, and uh, I was happy. And I eventually, I, I stopped doing it because I was like, I'm gonna hurt. Myself. Yeah, you gave your snowboard away, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I gave it up. See, I uh, I also have feet problems, and so my feet don't do well in ice skates. I, I can't ice skate anymore, and I, that, and that I, bumps I, I me never out. could. I never could. Yeah. This um this flyers thing that we're doing at the camp out, like flying, you know, skating on the flyers ice. Like I would love to do that. But well, my, bring your snowboard. <laughs> I don't have a snowboard. <laughs> By the way, my, I want to do that. You think yeah. Derek can get me some skates? Oh yeah. Okay. You yeah. know people. Yeah. I know people. You're the host of the show for crying out loud. <laughs> but, I definitely um, want to do it. Yeah. But snowboard boots look like they wouldn't hurt my feet too bad. No. Yeah, they're oh, still, man. I mean, you know, uh, well, you ski though. I do, but um, ski boots hurt my feet. Ski boots, okay. Well, yeah. But you do it anyway. saying? Yeah. But it's it's like really, really painful. And and usually by half halfway down the mountain, I can't wait to get on a ski lift to take the pressure off of my feet. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a great time, <laughs> doesn't it? Though it's, yeah. it's a bummer. Because, <laughs> it's Preston, a bummer you, because I really like skiing. Do you ski? Or have you skied? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, do you know? Is there one? Uh, I only ski. I've never snowboarded. Is it? Uh, is there one that you should learn first to help with the other, or not really? I don't know. They're I don't, very I, different, I aren't they? They, yeah. they? They are very different. I, I don't think that skiing didn't help me snowboard. It didn't help no, in any way right or now, teach so. you something. Because So Jace uh, skied last year and he loved it and we're going to do more this year but uh-huh. he really wants to snowboard. So I wasn't sure how to get him into it or just kind of throw him into just it. He's so young, man. Just throw him into it. Just don't let him get discouraged because it's very hard at first. Very hard at first. But if he sticks with it, he'll figure it out. I think I've only tried snowboarding once. I was terrible at it so I just went back to the skis because I like doing that. Not that I'm great at skiing but I'm, I'm capable of it. Um, but just getting back to uh, Burton real quick, D- uh, he died of uh, testicular cancer. Yeah, it recurred. Isn't that really treatable? Can't it, you? it is. It's very I, to me. It seems very rare that that would happen. Yeah. There's there's apparently a couple of different types because yeah, my a... my stepbrother died from it okay. and he got the more aggressive form of it where it can is it, it, it's pretty aggressive. Kathy's brother had it, right? Yeah, he did, and his was uh, very treatable. But I mean, he had to go through chemo and yeah. and all of that. But we had there was a listener um, who had it right around the same time my brother did. I remember when he came into the studio and he was really sick. He got very sick from it. Whereas uh, my brother got chemo sick, but then it was over. Then it's over. So Jake Burton Carpenter uh, was not the inventor of the snowboard, but 12 years after, a guy named Sherman Poppin had tied together a pair of skis with a rope to create what was then called a snurfer. (laughs) Uh, The 23-year-old entrepreneur, uh, then known only as Jake Burton, quit his job in Manhattan, moved back to Vermont, went about dreaming about how far a snowboard might take him, and he he said, I had a vision there that there was a sport. Uh, and that it was more than just a sledding thing, which is wow. all it was then. Snurfing. Uh, this is in a 2010 interview he did. For oh. years, his snowboards were largely snubbed at resorts. Uh, you know, they, there was a oh, there was yeah. a contention skiers and snowboarders. Yeah. Absolutely. They were, I remember people saying they were ruining the mountain. Yep. Uh, but those... You're ruining our mountain. 
Those riders were a force of nature, and for all their risk-taking and rule-breaking, they spent money, too. And throughout the last decade, snowboarders have accounted for more than 25% of visitors to mountain resorts in the United States. Uh, They have bankrolled a business worth more than a billion (laughs) dollars annually. A big chunk of which is spent on Burton gear. Yeah, no, I mean, no offense to skiers, because I, I I am one, but uh, snowboarding just looks cooler. Their gear looks the cooler. The Swift Ralph is destroying <laughs> our mountain, Charles. It's like every '80s movie, right? With right. The, yeah. Um, but I disagree. Their equipment is so big and bulky, and the clothes are big and bulky. I, I uh, which the skiers or the snowboarders? The snowboarders. But the idea of moving the way you do without poles and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's cooler. It feels cooler. I, yeah. I, I think anyway. When you're when you're carving like the way you do on on a snowboard. What are the you like the small the snow? I have snow blades. Snow blades. You say, is that, <laughs> I didn't want to say that because I get made fun of, but I don't care yeah. anymore. Talk about cool. Yeah. Um, I they have training skis on. Them. <laughs> yes. Uh, because listen, I, I I'm not into like going super duper fast down the mountain, and I like uh, snow blades because um, they're they're more maneuverable. And you ever uh, take lessons? Uh, never took lessons, dude. It, I, the first time I ever went skiing, I accidentally got on the lift that took me to the top of the <laughs> Black Diamond. <laughs> I love that. Now, luckily, oh. it was only Spring Mountain, and their Black Diamond is not yeah. that oh. bad. But, more of a Black Yeah. yeah. Okay. But still, I was like, oh, my God. I don't know how I'm going to get to the bottom of this thing. And um, I took lessons yeah. as an adult. And uh, oh, okay. I found them really helpful. And it, you sort of have to swallow your pride a little bit and say, you know what, I need some help. Uh, but once you do, it, just, it makes you better. It's like taking golf lessons. Dude, you know, lessons in anything yeah. will only help. Exactly. Like ski golfing. Yeah, ski golfing. Ski golfing yeah, is hard. It's really difficult. Yeah. All right, so there was another uh, passing of which I will. And yet another one has cast off this mortal coil. Uh, now, the Vikings are mourning the death of a legendary kicker, Fred Cox, uh, who is a franchise all-time leading scorer. But believe it or not, Fred Cox has influenced everybody in this room probably at one time or another. All right. Uh, mm. And he was a native of uh, Monongala, Pennsylvania. Not, not me here. Uh, me either. Uh, passed away Wednesday night in Minnesota, three weeks shy of his 81st birthday. I'll tell you about it, a little bit about his NFL career. Yeah. And then I'll tell you. That alone is pretty impressive. Why he affects you. In 1969, Cox led the NFL with 26 field goals, made a 70.3% accuracy rate and 121 points, earning all pro recognition and helping Minnesota advance to Super Bowl four. He was recognized on the field during the halftime ceremony. In September, for the 50th anniversary of the 1969 Vikings that won the NFL championship, he again topped the NFL with 30 field goals, made 125 points in 1970, went to the Pro Bowl. He is one of 11 players who were on the roster of the Vikings teams that advanced to Super Bowls 4, 8, 9, and 11. And he opened Super Bowl 11 with a kickoff and recorded the final point with a boot through the uprights at the Rose Bowl on January 9, 1977. Now, five years prior to that... Cox and Minneapolis John uh, Minneapolis's John Maddox team together to invent the Nerf football. No oh, way! Awesome. <laughs> Enabling young people everywhere to play with a soft and safe ball that behaves similar to the ones that he had kicked all those years. And it's interesting how this happened because the Nerf ball had already been invented at that yeah. time, but the company Parker Brothers couldn't figure out how to make a football. And these guys did without being commissioned to do yeah. so. They just did it on what their own. What do you own. mean they couldn't figure out how? Because to make the I'll original explain. Nerf football was was a lot um, a lighter and fluffier and uh, spongier. Yeah. So Cox 
mused that the success of the Nerf football for which he received quarterly checks had an impact on his early retirement. When told by Maddox that he intended to use a heavy ball so kids wouldn't kick it out of the yard, Cox suggested a lighter alternative, something made of foam to prevent, as he says, a bunch of sore-legged kids. Inspired by the idea, the duo had a mold made of a full-size football and then employed an injection molder uh, in the Twin Cities region to produce a prototype of the lightweight ball. The process resulted in a thick-skinned football that was denser than the existing round Nerf balls intended for indoor play that entered the Marcus Place in 1970. So Steve's right. You ever play? Uh, you ever played basketball in the back of a, a door? You know the little hoop? yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually the ball is a really light, mm-hmm. spongy ball, really light. So a football like that, you couldn't throw. It wasn't, no, it wasn't heavy bit, enough. Yeah. So these guys did that. He said Cox said the weight was right. When you threw it, it flew like a football. Assuming young kids would be the primary consumers of the products, uh, Cox and Maddox had the size reduced to about three-quarters of regulation size football. And then they took some samples to Parker Brothers, which at the time was selling the round Nerf balls. With the help of an agent, they pitched the backyard goalpost idea as well and displayed the new ball that the kids would kick. I like your balls. Now, about halfway (laughs) through the presentation, a guy from Parker Brothers said, and this is according to Cox, he said, that I, he, he's not interested in anything but the ball. He said they had been trying to make a Nerf football for three years. Mm. Wow. They were trying to make them the same way as their round balls, taking a block of foam and using a hot wire to cut the ball out of the foam. Just wouldn't work. Their footballs had holes in them. They had tried everything except for injecting mold in them. And the man said, I want that ball that you guys made. And there wow. you go. I want his balls. They yeah. created it. Now, um, you... You have to kind of learn how to throw the Nerf ball. Uh, it doesn't um, It doesn't throw like a normal football. If you guys remember last year when we did the Let's Go Birds Box Challenge. Yes. Uh, I had a the, the starting quarterback from Marple Newtown High School football. That kid could throw a, a football, a, a, you know. You know a country mile. A country mile. Thank you. Clear over those mountains. And um, <laughs> he had a hard time. Because I had a I had a nerf and I wasn't yeah. willing to take an actual football to a blindfolded face. Yeah. Um. But I, I you know, had a whole bunch of nerf footballs and he had a hard time, you know, with his his accuracy there. Yeah. It it is a different thing, but it it does give you kind of a, a I love I love them because they're you know again you 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 could, if you need if you wanted to you could throw it around in the house. It is it's 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 it's, it's just heavier. It's a different yeah different consistency. But yeah. the so obviously like the the nerf. Um, Arrows and Nerf quasi bullets, whatever they're, they're you know, in those yeah. Yeah, the Nerf guns, things, yeah. they're all made more similarly to the Nerf balls. They're softer, a little bit, yeah, yeah. with a yeah. plastic tip that kind of gives it the weight that, so it can right. fly a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but that was that was a groundbreaker. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, that's, that's I wonder, pretty cool. What did that equate to? I think financially for him. I, well, in, they, in the article I read, it didn't say anything. They made a lot for my family because uh, <laughs> we had uh, dogs growing up, and so oh, when you would play oh, Nerf, yeah. Nerf football apart, with the dogs, yeah, yeah they would last for uh, one round. Uh, football across the street, but, right? And then, and then they were done. But man, it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. terrible for the boy. <laughs> so that's legendary kicker for the Vikings. Fred Cox had passed as well, but that's uh, that's a pretty cool contribution. Thanks yeah. for the terrible news, Chris. Yeah, no problem. That's should it be the Grim Reaper or should it be the funeral director? <laughs> the funeral director, the Undertaker, <laughs> the, the mortician. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to remember the creator of the Nerf football. He is survived by we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That's like that's my mom. Every time the phone rings, she loves to give bad news. So 
Did you hear? <laughs> yes. Every, like every single time. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I don't like. I'm not really in the mood yeah, for bad news. Kathy, Can we talk about something else? The creator of the Nerf football. <laughs> Did you hear? Yes. And then she'll go into like a whole thing. On... And he had a very extensive regular football career. <laughs> But she'll go into, like, how amazing it was that he created the Nerf football. And, you know, you should probably create a Nerf football. The man who created polyurethane died. <laughs> so We've lost another giant. So she probably gets really excited for a moment when somebody dies because she can immediately pass yeah. the information on and then composes herself mm-hmm. and becomes a little bit remorseful. Mm-hmm. And uh, The man who was Epstein's drama coach on Welcome Back, Carter, he has whooping cough. <laughs> I get nervous when there are group texts amongst us sometimes because I think that it might mean that somebody died. Oh, see now, I don't it's... know why that is, but like, if especially Steve, if you respond because you don't always respond to the text chain. Right, yeah. If I see your name pop up in it, I'm like, oh no, what happened? It's got to be yeah. here. Horrible news. I must be dead. <laughs> but with that said, don't you feel good when you're the first one to, to relay that information? I don't know. If good is the right <laughs> word, but I, amazing. There's something. No, there's no. something. There's especially something. if you are the one that killed him. Right. No, there's this morbid curiosity when somebody passes away of you wanting to be the first person to acknowledge it. You're right. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I know what you're saying. I, I feel you're, it. You, well, you, you shared the news. Yeah. 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 Okay, let me ask you guys, and, and you're not on Facebook anymore, Nick, but um, when... You're on uh, Grinder. I am on Grinder. When you see somebody that has passed away on Facebook, and it's usually like, uh, you know, maybe somebody on the younger uh, spectrum, and you... They don't say why or I know how exactly they died. What you think yeah. a drug overdose? Well, well, but also, but like, they're gonna be like, "Can you just tell us how?" So yeah, I don't have happened? to like. Uh, oh, so you don't know? have to ask the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I will never be that guy. Hey, yes. how did this happen? Listen, right. I had a, uh, a, a somebody who I didn't. I heard I, a long time ago, an old friend of mine, and I was just thinking of them randomly, and I I, ser- I did a search on their name. Turns out he had died two years ago. Uh, I had no uh, idea. And reading the. Um, Reading the funeral announcement, it doesn't say no. how he passed. Now, it would be very bad taste, I think, for me to track down his family and go, hey, can you tell me how he died? But I am curious how he died. Yeah. You know? But it's, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But it might be hard for somebody to There's a great post that about them, yeah. uh, somebody that they're close to. Comedy series called I Think You Should Leave Now. Uh, and it's a former SNL member, and they uh, they did a thing where there there's an award show, and they do the memoriam. Yes, Preston. But but anyway, uh, and they put up um, stabbed to death under right. the under the pictures, yeah. and, and the woman goes, "You don't put up how they died." Right. <laughs> Autoerotic asphyxiation. Right, right. Hit by a car. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I have some, something completely different that I want to share with you, and nobody died and, and everything, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Steve had asked me off air what I thought about this. Tesla has unveiled. It's Cybertruck pickup truck, mm-hmm. uh, and they also had a very embarrassing moment on stage. The truck's windows were smashed during oh. a demonstration <gasps> oh, no. that was supposed to show how hard they are to break. Oh, I <laughs> oh, knew. My God. And they yeah. shattered. Watch this, guys. Yeah, oh, you have video of yeah, it? Yeah. So he throws this metal ball, and it just <laughs> absolutely shatters the window. Now, it didn't break completely, but you see the guy puts his hands on his hips like, uh-oh. Oh, we should have used a Nerf ball. Exactly. And he did that in front of Elon Musk, who's also up on stage. So the founder and CEO of Tesla is standing up there with him. Uh, Musk apparently uh, said a curse word. I don't know what he said. And then he said, well, room for improvement. So um, It had to have hit like the perfect spot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, But he said said they threw threw wrenches at it. He said we literally threw a kitchen sink at it and it didn't break. I don't know what happened. And watch this. Well, watch the back mirror. How about the side? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me just open up the door. I'll turn on the car. The cup holder. Love compartment? 
So, by the way, <laughs> not going well. This thing is a truck. Oh, okay. This is the ugliest truck I've ever seen. Yeah. It, it also seems, Preston, by design, oh. to not prov- as far as pickup trucks go, to not provide a very useful design for a pickup truck because it slopes down in the back. And you want to be able to? Well, is that open or is that a cover? It's got to open. I mean, that's or it's or no, it cover. does. But but the actual the cab of the or the, what do you call the, the 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 payload area? Yeah, doesn't seem to be designed to hold a lot. That big, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're watching Wait, him break he so windows. he threw it again in yeah, another did, window and it, it broke. It's like Steve's joking. Yeah. He was doing <laughs> things. They broke several windows. Well, here's the air freshener for the car. <laughs> here's a map. Here's the owner's manual. <laughs> There's a couple of packets oh. of ketchup I found. <laughs> now Here I, are the keys. I like the idea of Teslas and have, you know, flirted with the idea of maybe getting... But listen, I also have another story. Uh, like, um, they're going to come out with a Ford Mustang uh, electric car, and, and, and they're all the, all the big... Uh, manufacturers are going to start to delve into this direction, which is cool. I make think. them sexy, make them a but, car you want to drive, and this, I'm, I'm on board. This thing looks like a cross between uh, the the DeLorean, yeah, and almost like the Tumbler from Batman. The, the Tumbler. Do you remember a, like a, a movie called Damnation Alley years ago? With no. Jan- it had that sort of. Quasi, yeah, that the DeLorean, meta- and it is, it's stainless steel, is it not? Total Recall, too, a lot of people yeah. are saying that the, the cab, that or not the cab, but uh, one of the trucks that they drive around in a Total Recall looks like this. The, 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 I mean, the tires are pretty cool, but it looks, the interior is also very arch and angular. Yeah. So here's what, I, this is what I hated about automobiles in the 1980s, is they had really sharp, pointy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I never did like that look. I like a car to look curvier and sleek. They're bringing it back. Rather than this point. And I hope this doesn't start to well, a trend. Cadillac has shifted away from that too. They're getting, yeah. they're getting, more, they're yeah. getting more, and they're doing, and I like that a little bit better. It looked like a, like a, hey, it's a sharp angled box you're uh, driving. I don't no, like that. no, yep. this thing is a, is a trapezoid, right? Uh, which is weird looking. And I also feel like it looks like that truck at the end of Tango and Cash. Remember the one that had all the gadgets on it? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, there were there were designers and it's probably who, their inspiration and people who voted on this, which which yeah, I mean, look, they're looking for something. They're looking for a head turner for sure. They're, they're something different because when they, when those head Teslas scratching. first came out, what's that? It's a, more like a head. Scratching. Yeah, but when those Teslas first came out, you were like, whoa, what's that? Yeah, you know, when you first saw those cars, they had a really unique look about it. But <laughs> <laughs> you just turn your head to look at it. <laughs> what? Was the name of the car that uh, that Homer designed with Danny DeVito? Oh, yeah, the mother in law thing. Have you seen the new Tesla pickup truck? I just said it. (laughs) It broke. Uh, so the pickup market represents a significant opportunity for Tesla. It improves its, uh, as it's improving its battery technology, meaning carrying heavier loads over long distances is now practical. So they've, they've managed to, you know, improve on the engine so that it can do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. What I'd actually like to see, and I think I talked to you about this, Preston, off air one time is, is for car companies to bring back the classic cars and, and like, don't really even update the, like, take like a 57 Chevy. And make a 2020 Chevy that looks like a 57 Chevy. Well, don't you? Don't even have to. They has the body of it. Has right. the body of it, but like you know, it has the guts of a new car. Mm-hmm. Right. They did. They, so they, they did riffs sometimes. on it, like with the the, the the first one I remember where they they really took a stab at it was when they reissued the Thunderbird. Yeah, and then they did uh, yep. you know the Charger and all of that stuff. Well, what I'm I, saying, I love but they they did a more you know c- update current version means, of that. I mean, an actual 57 that looks Chevy exactly. replica. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I remember they for a while they were. They they were selling uh, Shelby, yeah, essentially a shell. 
it was up to you to put the guts into it, right? And, uh, but but it was that it was that you know that GT. Your brain has the shell on it uh, that you could buy. Uh, but yeah, case that would be cool. Uh, large trucks have accounted for 14.4% of new vehicle sales up uh, until October this year compared to 126 in 2015. Uh, the average selling value of trucks is uh, more than $50,000. Tesla's truck will be starting at $39,900 uh, for the model, which has a range 250 miles. The most expensive model at $69,000 will have a range of 500 miles. What's the and recharge time? It'll be able to six, seat six adults and haul a payload of 3,500 pounds, and pre-orders will start in, uh, immediately. I have no idea what the recharge time is on it. It doesn't indicate that anywhere, but... Um, it's. Uh, they said that the, the the launch will undoubtedly be overshadowed by the fail of the shattered windows. Uh, when but... that happens, and there are classic shots uh, or video clips of people like Steve Ballmer from Microsoft and Steve Jobs himself on stage, and this is the new, and it's just this easy. And click the button and the computers freezes or whatever. I mean, that's your big rollout. The world is looking and you botch it. Uh, I, you know, coach basketball and I was uh, trying to teach the kids about, uh, you know, getting through a routine of of doing free throws, you know, because you want to increase. And I missed five straight free throws. (laughs) And, and, you know, here I am. I'm trying to explain to them how if you get into the same spot and you do the same thing over and over again, keep your mechanics simple. It'll just go in like this. (laughs) It'll just go in. I mean, right like that. I mean, like this. I mean, here you go. (laughs) What I've actually just taught you is how to deal with defeat. (laughs) Were you you actually a little nervous, Case? Yes. Oh, I short-armed the first three of them right up at the front of the rim. I barely even... In fact, I think I airballed one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) By the way, so Ford is unveiling its first all-electric SUV, uh, marking the start of an avalanche of battery-powered vehicles coming from mainstream and luxury automakers during the next two years. The Mustang Mach-E. Yeah. Which which will go... (laughs) Jesus. Mach-E. Yeah. E. Car. E. Uh, It will go 230 miles uh, to more than 300 miles per charge, depending on how it's equipped. Uh, there are 18 all-electric vehicles now for sale in the U.S., and they expect that it will grow to 80 by 2022. So I have, uh, I am waiting on the Audi e-tron, e-tron. sedan, mm-hmm. which is looks really cool. It uses a, um, a a Porsche recharging system that gets a full recharge in 15 minutes. Is that in Avengers in Endgame? Yes, that's the one it's that, not the one. Tony, there's one. The <laughs> no, the one that Captain America pulls up to Tony's house. Uh, th- that is that's that's the higher end of the sedan. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, first generation electric vehicles, which mainly were retrofitted version of existing models designed to meet government fuel economy standards, didn't sell well, largely because they couldn't travel more than 100 miles between a charge. But now many can go beyond the distance. People drive in one day with plenty of cushion. So there's going to be a bigger. Uh, market for that. Also, if you stop and think about it, it's something I hadn't thought of initially. When you when you go home, your your house is a gas station, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you're charging it up. So, I, and I don't I don't drive a lot, but I want to see again. I, I still think there's a little bit more tinkering. You know, the, the the Tesla stuff is great. They finally realized people still want to drive something that looks sexy or that they are yeah. they're happy to drive. Remember that that the, like the Volt and stuff like that. It was yeah. just. Okay. I mean, yeah, this new Mustang, I didn't. I don't like the no. look of it either. I, I don't no. either. No, I, I think they could have. They could have done a better job. Yeah. Just because it's electric, you don't need to dowdy it no, down. No, make it look cool. Yeah, uh, they are 
I mean, as far as the recharging is concerned, they're they're making it faster too. Like you don't, it doesn't have to just sit there for hours and hours and hours. Like that's you, what I'm saying. Like yeah. the, the, the 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 recharging system on the the whatever the Porsche mechanics are, whatever system they design, you can get a full recharge in 15 minutes. That's amazing. Uh, brands that have announced new models that will go on sale in the next few years, like Ford, include Mercedes Benz, Audi, Cadillac, Byton, uh, Rivian. Some some I've never heard of. Bollinger. Uh, Kia, Faraday Future, Volkswagen, Mazda, Tesla, Aston Martin, Polestar, and Volvo. And the Fomunda. And Fomunda as well. There are a bunch of uh, Chinese startups that have uh, created um, ones that they're trying to use to compete with Tesla. And so they're they're relatively small car companies, but their overhead is way low as like well. Like Cataract. Cataract, yeah. <laughs> they drive very fast. Well, it's got... You know, oh, no. autonomous oh. driver technology, so even a blind person right. can drive the cataract. The cataract. The new cataract. Just go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. And, there, you know, that's all I got. For yep. You. Okay, thanks. But I, I thought it was interesting. The, uh, I, don't, I wasn't even doing a thing. I, I just was passing along the story. Thing. Yeah. 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 I wasn't even doing a thing. I wasn't doing anything. This uh, has been the pit crew. <laughs> Let me give away some turkey. I have uh, a coupon. I have uh, a six-pack of coupons, actually, good for six full-size packages of God Schultz turkey bacon. Let's take college 1011-215-263-WMMR. Every slice of God Schultz turkey bacon comes packed with six grams of protein, real wood-smoked flavor, and is gluten-free. So let's set you up with that. We're going to take a break. Come back in a moment. Bizarre File stories are on the way. What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty honey. You know the time is so don't let me Shine down. My monsters are real. Ghosts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. You text coming in saying that uh, Marvel Sons singer sounds like Casey. You think? I can't. Well, I'm not. I, uh, that's what these texters are saying. I don't think it sounds like it, but uh, I mean, they, they do. He's a great singer. By the way, should we mention that Casey is going to perform his Eagles song? We should, but not before I read this other text. It <laughs> says, this band has an identity crisis, and the lyrics kind of blow wang. Huh. <laughs> no. So, win some, lose some. Win some, wow. lose some. <laughs> Casey will be performing, uh, yeah, the Eagles fight song that he wrote with the band Jealousy Curve. At the camp out for hunger. Yeah. I, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I'm so nervous again. Uh, <laughs> Don't it is, be. It is going to happen early on Tuesday morning. Uh, hopefully, we can do it. Um, uh, Brandon Graham and uh, you know, hopefully some other players will be there at that You're time. You're going to do it in front of Eagles? Yeah. You, you should. It'll That's, inspire you. Yeah. And then you know what you should do, a la Bruce Springsteen, grab Brandon's hand and pull him up on stage <laughs> yep. to dance with you. Do the Pee Wee Herman yeah. dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a great idea. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that's going to happen on Tuesday. Um, i got to learn the words to the song that I wrote. <laughs> it happens all the time. You know, uh, artists have he's to right. Yeah. yeah, Steve's right. Yeah, it's not uh, nothing to be embarrassed about. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I'm nervous again. Um, and that's going to happen. You hey, did fine. <clears throat> even if I don't do fine. That's, uh, that's Radio Gold right there. Be there to witness. No matter what happens. Descent. If it's any comfort, Actually, though, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind playing drums on that song. Yeah. But then again, I want to take the, the drummer uh, from Josie Curve's uh, yeah. Yeah, air out of the Well, maybe we add like a... How about tambourine? Tambourine? Do that. Yeah. You can be the Davy Jones. I, <laughs> maracas. Yeah. I'll just play maracas <laughs> during that. 
anyway, uh, so that's coming up on Tuesday of the Camp Out Hunger, which should be cool. All right, I have Bizarre File stories. I would love to share them with you. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Brought to you by God Shoals with uh, 80% less fat, 100% wood smoked flavor when for when family gathers. And because you love them and they love bacon. There you go. God Shoals turkey bacon. A woman in Utah is facing criminal charges that could force her to register as a sex offender after allegedly being seen topless by her stepchildren inside her own home. Hmm. Tilly Buchanan, 28 years old, was working with her husband in their garage when they both removed their shirts to prevent dust from getting on them. The children, aged nine, ages 9 and 13, saw the couple both topless, and when their birth mother later heard about the incident, she mentioned it to child welfare officials because she was alarmed about it. Uh, the stepmother was charged with three counts of misdemeanor lewdness involving a child, and the husband faces no charges. So the kids hap- happened upon them or were in the same room or... I don't All know right. the details. If convicted, the woman could be forced to register as a sex offender oh, for no. 10 years. I don't know the, the full deal. It seems kind of weird. After a court hearing in Salt Lake City, Buchanan spoke out against what she views as a double standard regarding topless men and women. She said, I was in the privacy of my own home. My husband was right next to me in the exact same manner that I was, and he's not being prosecuted. No bra or bra? No bra. Over the bra. <laughs> no, but uh, but prosecutors totally bra <laughs> uh, argued Buchanan was under the influence of alcohol when she removed. Now keep in mind it's in Utah, yeah. okay? That she was under the influence of alcohol when she removed her shirt and made a comment that she would put it back on uh, only if her husband exposed himself. Uh, several states. Well, this around, is a wonderful story. Around the U.S. have been engaged in debates over whether women should be allowed to be topless in public. Hey, man, I had my pants off in the studio this morning. Absolutely. And I didn't see any cops breaking down the door here. A group called Free I the Nipple. I one out in Bill's office. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't, you can't, that's. Oh, that's it? That's, that's too much? That's a different thing. We need a printed handout. <laughs> I think you're crossing, a, that's crossing the line. A group called Free the Nipple has uh, had mixed success in fighting on behalf of women who want to be treated the same as men on the issue. The judge expects to reach the decision in about two months. By the way, Kathy, I don't have the itch on my leg anymore. It went away for oh, some reason or another. Good. I don't Maybe know why. Maybe it's because you took your pants off at work earlier this morning. Whatever it was fell out of there, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I think your medicinal kisses really helped, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? He had no pants on. <laughs> yeah. Newly released surveillance video from a gas station shows the moment a car crashed into a gas pump causing an explosion and fire. Police say Clemente Torres was uh, allegedly impaired, was behind the wheel at the time of the fiery crash. Torres lost control of his Mustang after making a U-turn as he pulled out of the gas station. In the surveillance video, you can see it crashing into another car and then plowing right into the gas pump. A moment later, the gas pump burst into flames. Wow. Police say Torres ran away from the fire and then tried to walk home, but was later tracked down and arrested. Once police found him, they could smell strong alcoholic odor on his breath. He scored a .241. That's pretty lit up. Uh, Blood alcohol concentration. Yeah. uh, During his uh, field sobriety (laughs) test. He was on his way... To DUI court for a previous DUI arrest when he lit the gas station on fire. (laughs) The cost of the damage made to the vehicles, the gas pump, and the overhang is expected to be about $25,000. Could have killed someone. Easily. Easily. Mm -hmm. 
An exotic dancer has filed a lawsuit against a popular Vancouver spa after she claims a laser hair removal treatment left her with white cheetah-like marks oh, all over her legs and bikini area. Is this what you showed me? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's bad. Is yeah. it bad? Yeah. It looks like I haven't she seen has, it. It looks like she has scales, yeah, too. It's, it's like... like significant scarring. Yeah, Danielle Nadeau had said, I honestly would not wish this on anyone. It's been such a horrible five months. She tried. She was tired of shaving and waxing for her job. She decided to have a series of laser hair removal sessions at Ideal Image Med Spa. Uh, but her eighth appointment in June felt a little different than the previous one. She said it was always it always felt like a rubber band being snapped. That's what most people equated to. Right. I was used to that. I expected that. And this time it was just incessant pain the entire time. And at one point I was biting my fist. Uh, she says that she complained, but the person performing the procedure didn't seem concerned. She left the spa with her legs feeling swollen and hot. I said to my partner, it feels like I'm standing in boiling oil. I've never had this experience. Over the next several days, she said hundreds of welts began to appear in her legs and bikini area. She said at first it was just a bunch of little red nickel-sized dots all over my legs, and they puffed up, and they were tender, and it hurt. Eventually, over time, those flaked off, and now I'm left with hypopigmented white dots all over my legs and my Brazilian area. Uh, She says the marks are difficult to hide with makeup, and they're impacting her job as an exotic dancer. So... That's what awful. is what is the prognosis? It, it, it looks like yeah. I don't know it, what they can do. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Nadu hired a lawyer, and she's suing the spa in civil court for lost wages and general damages. As can well. she dance at the aquarium? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is pretty interesting. Visitors at the Oakland Zoo in California might be hesitant to visit the grizzly bears because of the visibly cracked glass at the exhibit. Officials said Tuesday, though, the animals aren't at risk of getting out. Uh, the glass was shattered when a child had repeatedly hit it with a rock. And I mean, it looks like it's going to crumble to pieces. And yeah, right a... on the other side, you can see a grizzly sitting there. <laughs> well, the image of an 8-foot, 900-pound bear... the folks at uh, Tesla take a look at <laughs> ...behind a broken glass might stop some people from visiting the exhibit. Uh, the spokesperson said that it was only the laminate area that was shattered. Yeah. It's uh, just the laminate. Uh, She says the bulletproof strength glass at the enclosure where four grizzly bears live is made of six separate panes, Uh each of which is an inch thick. Right. The zoo is currently on the hook for the $67,000 it will cost to replace the glass. Yeah. Uh, Officials were unable to locate the family after another visitor reported the child. They got the hell out of there. Of course. Right after the kid broke it. I don't care what they're telling you. You see a cracked glass in front of a uh, polar bear. I'm going. Uh, and then finally, a 16-year-old boy is accused of helping smuggle drugs into the U.S. via a remote-controlled car. Awesome. I mean, like a little RC yeah. race car. Border Patrol agents said they arrested the teen around 1230 a.m. Sunday after they spotted someone with two duffel bags walking along uh, the U.S. side of the secondary border wall about a mile west of Ote Mesa. Ote. Oh, man. When agents caught up to the teen, they said he was hiding in thick bushes with bags which were filled with about 50 bundles of meth. They also found the RC car, which officials said was used to drive the bundles from Mexico to the U.S., likely controlled by someone on the southern side. Pull over, Buckwheat. Agents believe that it would have taken multiple trips back and forth with the small car to transport such a large quantity of drugs. There were 56 pounds of meth, yeah. Wow. That they found, yeah. And uh, an estimated street value of over $100,000. That's what it says here, pounds. Uh, So that would be a lot of trips. With that little, little tiny car. car. Yep. It's adorable. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. 
We're going to give away another pair of tickets. Monday night is Preston and Steve's sweet night at the Flyers game. They're playing Vancouver, and we can put you in that suite with members of the Preston and Steve show. We'll take caller 25 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget it's Hockey Fights Cancer Night. All fans get a Hockey Fights Cancer rally towel and also canned goods for being welcome. They are doing a collection. It's so cool. For the Camp Out for Hunger. We love it. Flyers game on Monday night. So if you're headed out to the game, whether you win tickets with us or not, please take some canned goods and drop them off. You can get your tickets now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Caller number 25, you get them. We're going to come back. Lesson question, trash music news. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we'll do our letter of the day, word of the week, coming up at the end of the program, which is not too far off. Get ready, but we have more things to give away between now and then. Just giving away those flyer sweet tickets, that's done. So those of you who are on hold, you can... Hang up now because, or not on hold, that are still just uh, listening to the phone ring. You can hang up because I'm going to do a different contest and uh, give away a different prize. And it's for those who have been paying attention and listening to the whole show because it's our lesson question for the day. So the question is going to net you, or a correct answer will net you, a pair of tickets to see Mr. Robert Kelly, December 31st at Punchline Philly. So the question is actually going to come from a guest of ours today, Marlon Wayans, who was on. Who's playing Punchline? Yes, he is. And here's the question. If slavery still existed, what would they give Nick Cannon? 215-263-WMMR. This is something Wayans said. It was hilarious. If slavery still existed, what would they give Nick Cannon? 215-263-WMMR. Don't guess. You had to have heard it. Let's see if you were listening. And we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Whether you're watching the game or hosting friends over the holidays, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. You can check out their gift card extravaganza promotion at PrimoHoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a Primo What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Aaron Carter won't be going anywhere near Nick Carter for a year now that a judge has granted a restraining order against him. Aaron believes Nick is upset because he threatened to kill his family, but says that's how brothers are. Yeah. Hey! Elton John revealing he was so worried about performing Candle in the Wind at Princess Diana's funeral that he had a teleprompter by his piano. Elton says he was terrified of accidentally launching into the bitch's back. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and finally, Teresa Judice. Telling Andy Cohen on Watch What Happens Live that she won't be seeing husband Joe Judice until next summer because he has been deported back to Italy. Said Teresa, quote, the great thing is I know when I do see Joe, he'll still be the same greasy slob he's always been. (laughs) (laughs) Match your Hollywood track. All right, we will see if we can get an answer to this question. Uh, If slavery still existed, what would they give Nick Cannon? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to Bob, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Bob, how you doing, man? doing? Awesome, ah! buddy. So if slavery still existed, what would they give Nick Cannon? A raise. A raise, oh. yes. <laughs> He's talking about his work ethic. Yeah. Hang on, Bob. We're going to set you up, my friend, with a pair of tickets to see Robert Kelly 
on December 31st at 7.30 p.m. at Punchline Philly. You can get tickets for Robert's December 30th and 31st shows at Ticketmaster.com. The shows are 21 and over. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Patient First, another Patient First Difference urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Every day of the year, 19 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. Was just, wrong? That was just a burp. Oh, okay. I thought that came out of your ass. Okay. Nope. Thank you. So, see, maybe they could tell you over there patient care. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Grohl had a simple description for his band's music during an interview. Grohl pushed back when host Whitney Cummings called the uh, Foo Fighters cool, saying, uh, you know the whole dad rock thing? Yeah, we're totally dad rock, is what he said. Uh, Dave took his explanation a step further, saying, first of all, uh, we are all dads, and you're right. We're a rock band. Look, I'm 50 years old. I have effing gray hair. Uh, but you know, the thing is, I've never considered our band cool, and I like that. He said that uh, he thought one reason for the band's longevity was that it's never been trendy. He said, uh, we've just never been hip or cool. We just really haven't. I think that uh, the reason why we are still here is because we do kind of disconnect ourselves from the popular stuff that's going on. But also because... Who the F uh, do we care, or why, what the F do we care? I just want to uh, play music, he said. I would agree with that because when they came in, they came in as sort of as part of the, uh, on, on the heels of um, old, you know, radio modern rock. But they always felt they were always playable on regular rock stations. Yeah, they were a little more straight. With so they music. transcended uh, everything. Yep. So this video and interview, they're available on uh, PrestonAndSteve.com and WMMR.com. And I just pulled it up. It's uh, it's two hours long. That's a long-ass conversation, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah I guess so. Podcasts <laughs> sometimes I guess, are yeah. like that. And I'm a fan of hers and a fan of yeah. his. But I... After a while when you're saying, so um, what do you like to eat? You know, By the way, what, who is she? I've forgotten. Co- Whitney comedian. Whitney Cummings. Yeah, she had the, a TV show for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. She does, She was doing all the roasts for the longest time. Uh, Foo Fighters are currently working on their 10th studio album. Ozzy Osbourne has released the second single from his upcoming album, Ordinary Man, titled Straight to Hell. The track was teased earlier this week and follows up the first cut previewed from the LP, Under the Graveyard. Uh, Straight to Hell features a guest appearance from Slash, his uh, bandmate Duff McKagan, and Chad Smith of the Chili Peppers both play on the entire album, along with producer-guitarist Andrew Watt. So Jim Norton approved, right? Yeah, he went, he went over to Ozzy's house to listen to it. Ordinary Man is due out in early 2020 and will be Ozzy's first full-length solo album in a decade following 2010's Scream. Uh, Coldplay frontman Chris Martin has told the BBC News that the band will not be going on tour for its new album, Everyday Life, until they can offer carbon-neutral concerts. Martin explained, we're taking time over the next year or two to work out how our tour can not only be sustainable, but how it can be actively beneficial. I can fix it for him, the Tesla pickup trucks. There you go. (laughs) Coldplay's last tour was uh, 2016 and 17, which saw them play 122 shows around the world. Martin said, our next tour will be the best possible version of a tour like that environmentally. We won't be back until we're carbon neutral. Okay. (laughs) He said, we will be disappointed if it's not carbon neutral. Uh, The hardest thing is 
as the flying side of things. He said, but for example, our dream is to have a show with no single-use plastic to have it largely solar-powered. Uh, because, listen, you can't, you do what you can. I you mean, do you what know. you can, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if, if you have to fly, you have to fly, but then you make up for it in, in other ways, and that's what they're trying to do. Can they power do. their concerts with windmills, portable windmills that they bring with them? I don't know. Pearl Jam does it. Yeah. They, they tour carbon neutral. They plant a, a ton of trees, and uh, it offsets their travel. Okay. Carbon footprint. So, but they they do burn a bunch of air fuel, right? Yeah, I mean they okay. have to fly from city to city, but then they'll what go. are you doing up there? Are you doing some stunt flying or something? I, see. <laughs> I didn't realize it was, was going a setup. for a bit. <laughs> why, didn't you, why didn't you get off my back? <laughs> Planting all these goddamn trees. Got to fly in a plane, so you're gonna give me crap? Suck it. Uh, Everyday Life is out today, and to celebrate its release, the band played two concerts in Jordan, which were live-streamed via YouTube. Oh, it's so cool. They, they burned 50 tons of styrofoam in a big bonfire. <laughs> wow. That makes for a sight. Yeah. Because uh, it just it glows differently when it's on fire. Following that, they host a, uh, they'll host a charity concert at London's Natural History Museum on Monday with proceeds going to... Environmental law nonprofit climate earth. Do they still have their annual baby seal clubbing? Uh, I think they put that on hold for now. Uh, out today is the latest Jimi Hendrix archival release called Songs for Groovy Children, the Fillmore East Concerts. You gotta love this. How long has the guy been dead and he's still putting out new stuff? Uh, the five CD or eight LP set, which is a joint project via Experience Hendrix LLC and Sony Legacy Recordings. Features over two dozen tracks that have either never before been released commercially or have been newly remixed. Doesn't it blow your mind that at this point in time there's still stuff that yeah. hasn't been released? Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, newly mixed and restored in sequence without edits, fans can finally hear Hendrix, bassist Billy Cox, and drummer Buddy Miles blast through their genre-defying sets that included freshly written songs like Earth Blues and Stepping Stone, as well as experience favorites, uh, like Foxy Lady, Voodoo Child, wow. uh, Wild Thing, Hey Joe, and Purple Haze. And answering machine messages, too, right? So, yeah, he, he will leave. As Jimi Hendrix, I'm not at home right now, but if you leave your name, number, time, call, I'll, I'll get back to you. And he did, like, hundreds of names, yeah. so you can insert somebody in there if you want to, <laughs> uh, which is really <laughs> he was, thinking ahead. He was an innovator. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you, music news. Hey, I want to mention that a uh, the latest Daily Rush video is up. I need to see this. Nick was watching it yesterday. It's called Pierre Hates the Pina Colada Song. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, and it says, and now he hates Preston and Steve, too. <laughs> you can watch it now at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. We found out that the most peaceful... Happy, kind man on earth wants to drive an ice pick up to <laughs> the bottom of this guy's chin. Yep. If you like making love at midnight, like one of the happiest on the songs of the Cape. The funny part is at the end of the song, they end up back with each other Aww. anyway. They didn't realize they were meant for each other. Meant to be. All right. Uh, let me give away... Do I need to save some of these for next week? Or No, it says for the week, I for guess. For the week, so. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did he just, he was just saying what I said? Right? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, it, but it made sense to you because you had said it. Yeah. Do you have pants on? 
I am wearing pants right now, so it's all good. <laughs> what? That's the way he said it. <laughs> Floored me. <laughs> all right, so we'll take uh, caller number 10 and give you tickets, a uh, six-pack of tickets to uh, for Grandstand Parade tickets for the 100th as 6ABC Duncan Thanksgiving Day Parade on November 28th and a jam-packed parade <laughs> swag bag from Duncan. <laughs> Um, I was laughing like this uh, in the first episode of Sunny uh, on Wednesday night. There mm-hmm. is there is a scene with Charlie and Danny DeVito that is so freaking funny. I haven't. I've I've recorded them all for this season, and I, I hate to say this because I I love the the um, the whole series. And it's, it's great, and I've never missed an episode. But I thought the first couple episodes were a little bit uneven. The last few have been so good, and there is just uh, it's five minutes. Not even with Charlie and Danny, and it is just so <laughs> damn absurd and funny. It is so good. And yeah. you were laughing like that. I was laughing that. like that. Well, well, yes. I had just, I just had... a hint of what's happening in the I scene. Mean, <laughs> they eat cat food like it's like like it's normal. Like you know what I mean? It's like oh man, <laughs> you know. Like, I don't even. I don't yeah, want right. to ruin it for All right, you. Okay, but like if okay. the cat food is the basis for it, and it's okay. like you know, here eat. Oh man, thanks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we should take one more break as we still have our Word of the Week prize to give away when Pierre gets in here. So let's do that very thing. We shall return shortly with your opportunity to win yet again. Hey, gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now, join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp Out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Mid-Atlantic Packaging, Xfinity from Comcast, Mayfair Fence, Town Square Rentals, Pods Moving and Storage, Ryan Party Rentals, and National Event Services. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. That band is called Crowbots. On 93.3 WMMR, and they are going to be playing probably that song when uh, they come by here. It is called Low Life, and they will be, well, not necessarily here, not in Ballakinwood. They're going to be at the Camp Out for Hunger on Monday morning, live, uh, performing in our tent. I love that. That is so cool. Monday shaping up to be a kick-ass show. Gender reveal, the world's largest gender reveal, Crowbot. For crying out loud. Legal public sex. And no. legal public sex. No, yeah. it's a comedy night that right. night uh, at the Camp Out for Hunger. And also we're going to be uh, playing basketball after the show at uh, on the Sixers Hardwood when we uh, head over to the Wells Fargo Center. So that's Monday alone, man. So, uh, which is rapidly, excuse me, rapidly approaching. I've not looked at the forecast yet. Sunny ten, and ten 83. Forecast. <laughs> I don't think you're telling the truth. It doesn't matter. We, def- we defy the weather, Preston, unless so we don't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll go along with that. <laughs> Just getting an idea if it's if we're going to hit a cold snap or not. I don't know. You know, we at this point we should be uh, uh, able to get a, a 10 day. We're no, in, um, no. We're in the range. Monday will be a little bit closer to get an idea. But Yeah, you can't quite. And, and as we've learned many times before, it's it's really like two days, two to three days. Yep, yep. So, uh, But we're getting set for it. I would like to thank Marlon Wayans for being here. Yay! Yay! 
Marlon was on fire. He was great. And he is performing at Punchline tonight, 7.30 and 9, Saturday, 7 and 9.15. And then they added an 11.45 show. Was that him or was that Jim that added that? that I think they're no, both. that was Marlon. Marlon. Yeah, yeah. That was Marlon. Yeah. yeah. And then Sunday is a 7 p.m. show. Now, Jim Norton, who is here, is going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, Saturday, and then... On Sunday, and I believe the shows uh, for tonight and Saturday are sold out, but Sunday there's a 7 o'clock show. So. Go see them both. You have um, the chance. Yeah. yeah, if you can. They're both really, really funny, so it was cool to have by them. Mutual of Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Call back. Marlon and Jim Marlon from yesterday. Jim. I used to love that show. I did, too. I used to love how you tied into insurance. My, uh, much the same way the mirror cat has to crawl into a hole, you, too, would have to crawl into a hole if your house was devastated by a tornado. Yep. Uh, yep. Mutual of Omaha's Wild, Wild Kingdom. Kingdom. That's right. How you doing, Pierre Robert? Fine, thank you. Looking very velvety today. Thank you. I'm feeling very, very velvety. Somebody went to Rockstar Rob's uh, oh, yes. garage sale. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's ruined velvet for the rest of us. He's ruined <laughs> velvet. Black velvet. Should I have a velvet jacket? You think I should get a velvet jacket? I saw oh, somebody yeah. at the charity yeah. event I was yeah. at last week. My buddy Dan was wearing a red velvet jacket. And I'm like, dude, that has got some style to it. I had one in the late 70s. And then they came back into fashion. And they're one of the thing, one of the few things from the 70s that uh, I like that have come back into fashion. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the 70s were horrible. Oh, my God. The horrible. plaid pants. But plaid pants have made a comeback. And it, oh, I always hated plaid pants. Unspeakable. Yep. Um, did I make the 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 Letter Daily did. Rush? You did. Yeah. Oh, the Daily the, Rush. Yeah, yeah. A lot of things for your yeah. favorite song. I did not know that until yeah. you just mentioned that. Yeah. If you like me, oh, Colada, we um, reveal your absolute hatred. It is all rock and roll, like I like to say. But, but it doesn't mean you have to love every Everything. single thing right. within that pizza pie. Nope, your slice is not loved. Um, before we go further, I need to uh, congratulate uh, you guys for this evening. You will be inducted into the Pennsylvania Broadcast Pioneers Hall of Fame yeah. for radio, yeah. uh, which is a very cool thing. And um, I don't know if you've talked about it. You're modest and you don't like to bring attention to yourself. No, we way. haven't mentioned it at all. But I wanted to mention it um, uh, in, and uh, acknowledge that. A very cool honor. Thank you. I was lucky enough to get it a few years ago. And uh, tonight you guys will be inducted. Um it's only a 10-hour ceremony. That's so, what we've heard. No, it's fun. It's yeah. it's great fun, and they're really nice people, and uh, and it's it's very special. Not very yeah. many people get in. I, so. I, we, we, are, we are on it. It's going to be very cool, and there's a couple of, uh, of, of uh, you know, friends uh, as well being inducted tonight, so that's cool. So. I'm going to stop by, in fact. Oh, so. that's nice. Yes, I, I brought a, a suit coat. Well, You're going to perform the Pina Colada song. I am going to perform the... <laughs> That's the, that's the evening's entertainment. Pierre's tribute to Rupert Holmes. <laughs> Pierre does Rupert. Oh, no. That's not such a good one. Um, I've publicly not stated even that, I huh? want this man dead. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Then we'll see you tonight. We'll see you tonight. Love it. We're going to rock. Let's do the letter. Here we go. Rock. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Hi, right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... L as in laptop. I love it. Oh. And we have to take a caller, number nine. 
215-263-WMR. Yes. Number nine. Number nine. Uh, nine. Let's see if you get it right. And if so, we have a very cool prize, which you'll need to use tonight, mind you. Uh, when you call in to win, so good luck to you. What's uh, happening on the program today? Well, we're going to have some fun. My last pair of tickets for the Kiss show uh, in August. Uh, we will give those away in a block of Kiss in the Workforce Blocks. Uh, we were going to do this yesterday, and then we got it backwards. I was going to do Evanescence yesterday and Dylan today, and then we realized Dylan was last night at the Met, and uh, we have the request for today for the Evanescence. So we're back on target, sharp as attack. Evanescence will be the uh, middle block. We um, have Tommy Conwell and the great young Rumblers. Awesome. And they'll be at the Ardmore Music Hall. They do a couple shows a year now. And they've put out a great new record. Um, and it, really some fine, fine songs on it. Uh, and so we will play a block of Tommy. Uh, and for our vinyl cut, it was 51 years ago today that the White Album came out. Uh, MMR played it when it was new, which is a fag- fairly staggering, you know, thing. Yeah. So we'll play some of that on vinyl. So nice. we're going to have a fun day. Is Monday your airport show? Oh, sh- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. I meant, yeah. I meant to mention Gosh that. diggity dang it. Gosh diggity dang dong ding. <laughs> um, yes, Monday we'll be broadcasting from the airport. Uh, and uh, it's going to be fun. Um, it's going to be a great time. Pepsi, the official drink of the Preston Steve show, the official soft drink, uh, is our sponsor. And um, there we're going to be between terminals B and C. Now, this is not something people can come to by unless you're flying in or out. But I will be there to scare uh, incoming passengers and welcome them for the Thanksgiving holiday. And we're going to have some Acme uh, gift cards, another one of the uh, campout sponsors. And... Um, we're, somehow, they say we're going to have some of the airport places come by and bring food. Too. Nice. I'm not exactly yeah, sure how we're going to work that. Totally great it, restaurants yeah. there. Yeah. So it'll be fun. You know, you could you could do if you wanted to. Just just buy a ticket to a uh, cheap ticket to like a uh, to, to Boston or something. I think that's a and fabulous idea. Make that your ticket to go see Pierre live at the airport. Right. And uh, we'll be doing the Pina Colada song. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Fire it up. If you like Pina Colada. to like it. No, I'm really not. Let's see if we can get an answer for, uh, or at least find out what the word is. And I'll go to uh, Ralph for the answer. Hi there, Ralph. Hello, citizens. I got a boner. (laughs) Well, that's a good way to start. (laughs) All right, Ralph, what is the word, sir? Is it tool? T-O-O-O-L, tool. Very much good. Three O's in that. Nice. All right, Ralph. You got it right. You're going to the concert tonight in Atlantic City, my man. That's awesome. Congratulations. Hang on the line. We'll make sure we take care of your information. And don't forget that Boardwalk Hall is where the concert is. Tool. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. So uh, he's set to go. That's it. Nice and easy on that one. I want to take this moment to thank our sponsors of the show. The President and Steve Radio Program has been brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. The fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. And also Meineke, America's choice for auto repair. Next week on our program, we'll have in our studio our good friend Dom Irera stopping by. Also, the amazing Cecily Tynan will be in the studio. We will also speak. We normally have him at the camp out for hunger, but his schedule is not as such where he could be there. But leading up to it, um, United States Senator Bob Casey will be joining us. There you go. He always puts the word out. Yep. It's nice of him to do that. And, ladies and gentlemen... Next week, we reveal to you Kathy's list of holiday activities. 
these things, and more. So make sure that you're with us. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. The f*** guys. We're the whole eight minutes for the Bizarre Files. Currently listening, but not because I'm on the phone with you guys, bitching and complaining about it. Love you guys. You rock. Next message. Hey, President C. My name's Ashlyn. I just wanted to thank you guys for a wonderful show. Always putting a smile on my face in the morning, and you guys rock so much. All right. Hope you guys have a great day and a great weekend. See ya. Next message. Oh, man. They took the likes off Instagram. Now I'll never know how many people enjoy this picture of my... The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.